Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 153. We are one night away from attending Forbidden Door in Toronto. We're down in the basement on a rainy Saturday to talk about the week of wrestling as my son and co-host wrestles with cords. And Jack versus cords. Jack wins. I got it. Nice. Submission. The cords submitted eventually. Yeah, but anyways. Um, okay, yeah. We're, so, we're good now. So yeah, what are your excitement levels for tomorrow? I love Will Ospreay. Yeah, we're pretty pumped. We're going to, I don't know, head down early, catch probably catch the pre-show or at least be there for the pre-show. I love Billy Stark. Because then you want to go look at merch and whatnot. So. I'll either do that when we're at the pre-show or when Punk's wrestling or both. Right. There's maybe, 11. Maybe we'll decide. Um, we'll decide uh, during the pre-show. Yeah. And then, because all the idiots love punk, so then no one's going to be there. Will be empty. When, yeah. Right. See, that's a good idea. Right. At 11 it's matches, because we're doing, um, we're adding a uh, preview and predictions to today's show. Yeah. So well, there's 11 matches we're going to be seeing, and we you think only one on the pre-show, probably? I think there's going to be another. I feel like they would add one more. In an hour, I would hope they'd put in two, or else <laughs> it's a... One is... That's WWE style, or was zero now, was, which was, I yeah. I still think is like going to zero matches on their kickoff or whatever they call it has made it from there's like a twenty percent chance I'll check it out to see the match to zero. Like there is zero chance no, I, I will it. watch it's, a minute of it. The kickoff is basically just like an hour of the bump. Right, it's just talking. And I I hate the bump. Kayfabe talking heads, and it's like awful. I hate because like well, I hate the bump more because it's like it's in this weird nebulous between kayfabe and not kayfabe, yes. even though it's clearly kayfabe. Right, it's like trying not to be, but it clearly is. Here's so it's the like characters not as trying. people, but they still stick to the storyline kind of when they're there. Yeah, it's I just hate yeah. it with a burning you do hate passion, it. and I think that's fair because it's it's truly horrible. Because our TV it's gets left so on dumb, the yeah. WWE channel a lot, and when you turn it on and it's the bump, you're yeah, not happy. Like, it's I I hate it. it's like I don't I don't think I'm wrong for hating it either. Cause it's just like especially for us, like it's objectively bad is what you're saying. Well, yeah, because especially for us, like the way we like stuff, it's like the way we consume. Especially our wrestling. with you listening on to like the podcast, where like they're actually talking about it and they got like a taste. Like, and this is just like the opposite. Yes. Like, um, the Chris Van Vliet guy, I love his interview with Osprey because like that's genuinely osprey right. but like imagine osprey on the bump that would just be horrible uh, it would you don't get like, any th- information it's, it's just, just it's reinforces so their storylines in the worst way possible yeah it's, it's not like, great anyways that's their kickoff shows and aw yeah. it's better i would hope yep so we'll see uh pretty excited to head down there tomorrow <laughs> the day aw does a kickoff panel is the day i stop watching gonna get paid gouged for parking that's the one you stop watching yeah right yeah no way no chance um I don't know. You had exams. You have one left, right, on Monday, but it's your mm-hmm. practical, just fitness testing. Yeah. So you had math and English and something else, or that's it? No, it was or not math, sorry, science and English. Yeah, that's it. Both went okay. Yeah. You didn't seem too. In theory. We're, <laughs> you won't know for a couple of days, probably. But actually, on the science one, I think I got eighty-three percent. Nice. And then, are you going back to after Monday? You're done, right? So. Yeah. Are I you gonna go I back in? Ima- I can't imagine I'll go back in. You but... can. There's a couple days you can, but again. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it depends on what else I'm doing, I guess. Yeah, and your brother actually has the weekend off from basketball, which lines up perfectly because I'm, in a, what, three, four hours supposed to head on a local bike tour of sort of this area. So we'll see. Uh, I, w- I don't care. I'd forsake his basketball for Forbidden Door. You would for sure. He wouldn't have games that late anyway. So no, I don't care. They've all been early morning. It, it doesn't matter. So I'm going to be biking around the community with some neighbors as they also drink wine, and I Inform probably Inform them don't. of your outfit. That's not for today. Better not be. No, I Horrible. did buy... 
<laughs> I know it, it is horrible, but that was on purpose. Because one of the events, our neighborhood, a couple friends of ours. I got to get on that. I mean, I can get on that logo at some point. Now right. That yeah, you're supposed to design a logo. Yeah, for yeah I was just kind of waiting until I'm, I'm free. So they organize events on our street, varying things. There was a rock concert in someone's garage once. We're going on a wine bike tour today. Just various reasons I'm, to get together. One's I'm like angry a, I wasn't invited. I love wine. There's a wing one coming up. Everybody that comes brings their own whatever oh, I'm wings. Too young for wings. So, um, but I even forget where I was going. But I, oh, so the outfit. The, one yeah. of them were supposed to wear a Hawaiian shirt. So yesterday we were in the Great Canadian Superstore, and on clearance was a really ugly patterned, like totally matching Hawaiian shirt and bathing suit. So it's like all one awful pattern. And <laughs> I bought it, tried it on today. It's Jack so... was not a fan. It's so bad. It is bad. It's intentionally bad, okay? Uh, I, I'm I embracing so. the theme and taking it to the next level with all one awful <laughs> The best pad, part is, is that it's like, it, on their own, either part of it is perfectly fine. It's true. I have no issue with that. Like, it's a Hawaiian shirt. Together. That's perfectly fine. Beyond. The shorts, good bathing suit. Together, true. it's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, it's one of those weird things. Like, if you bought like one or the other... I would literally have no issue with it whatsoever. It's I like think. eating candy to the point where you get sick, right? There's a there's a point where there's, there's just too much. Yeah. There's just too much. <laughs> there's too much of whatever that is. Because I agree, act as a bathing suit, totally fine. Yeah. Shirt wearing it with a pair of shorts, no problem. Yeah, like, if you have like dark board shorts or something. All together, comical. It's like, Immediately. It's, it's an insult to my eyes. It you is. Know? Yeah. But, uh, so it's, that's, it's just crossing the line. That's what I'll be doing today. And then tomorrow is nothing until Forbidden Door. So just Forbidden Door. Should be fun. It's weird it's already there i know it's crazy okay it went fast yeah. and then we'll keep lurking on tickets for collision and if they get bottom out we might <laughs> yeah collision add on to that tonight. too which i think we'll quickly talk about collision be just before we do right yeah that's right? kind of the we'll just if add we it watch it um i figure we'll watch we'll, i watched i don't it. you cherry um, picked it kind yeah, of yeah i cherry picked it i'm just like i'm wondering if we'll i don't know if we'll watch this week because i don't either i'm wise i'll get around to it i might yeah i'll try to i don't know it's like I'm in this weird spot. I want to care about it. And it's not just because the punk stuff. Like, obviously, that's not ideal. And I hated his promo. And we'll get to that. But, like, <laughs> we will. Part of it's like, I guess I don't want to see all the punk nonsense. And I feel like that'll dilute as they go on. Because I hope the first so. show was really. It's going to be for a while. Right. Heavy punk. Obviously. And I think that's part of it for me. But also, like, I don't know. Just, I. I. I don't it's hard to care about it, at least like yeah. just for whatever reason it might be like the time like the day of the week it is because Saturday I really don't like the Saturday slot just yeah. for whatever reason I, don't it is, I really don't like it and at least like for the first week and I guess the second week too the stories are still feeling really rampage-esque like they are it did feel like a somewhere in between a rampage and a dynamite to right me. and like Which I, is maybe I what think that, that could have been chalked up to like a first episode kind of yeah. thing again but like even the second week like the eight-man tag was kind of stemming from the Dynamite storyline, so I guess that works, but that's also kind of a Rampage thing, where it's like a yes. one-week setup from a Dynamite storyline. Yes. Or the thing, this, this thing in Darby, um, or as I like to call them, Sass. Sass. You do um, like to call them that. Yeah. Um, they're, like, their partner revealed that also feels like a... Like, I don't know. There's something missing from Collision, at least for now. Yeah, um, I think so, but, too. Um. Hopefully we keep watching because it's like a little another little thing to have, but I don't so, know. It's in this weird spot right I now. I didn't think it was bad, but it also didn't no. feel like I had to watch it as an AEW fan. Especially right? as two people who 
aren't Gaga for Punk. Right. Definitely you don't not. need to watch it, right? Nope. Like at most I'd say I wouldn't want to see Murphy and Andrade. Yeah. I guess we'll talk about that more. I don't know why I'm we will. now. So I figure we move in, although we've been talking a lot of wrestling in the banter just because, but that's fine. So we'll move into actual wrestling stuff now. The first segment we'll cover is taking a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, so ratings this week. NXT, actually a very good week for, I think, ratings in general. I'm even going to include the first ever collision. So NXT averaged 773,000 viewers, which is up a huge amount, 33.1%, and earned a 0.23 in the key demographic, which is up almost 48%. Um, and this was first part of NXT's two-week gold rush special. And who are you attributing the bump to? Baron Corbin and <laughs> nope. Dana Brooke. <laughs> nope. For real, though. Um, Who's in the main event? You were like, it's cuz. Von Wagner. Your boy is there. Von no, Wagner. Correct. Actually, I liked his segment this week. <laughs> we'll get there. But no, Seth Rollins was headlined, Seth right? Seth freaking Rollins. And he was in the main event with Breaker. So that is, guess what? The highest audience total stuff is meaningful this week for this. Ready? Highest audience total for the show since April 20th, 2021. All right, that's worth noting. Over two years. 2.0. So that, right. Yikes. That's what this ratings felt like. Or before 2.0. That is pre 2.0. Hey, black and gold day. We've been doing this podcast long enough that I remember in the sevens and 750s is when NXT was good still. (laughs) I miss the NXT. I don't care. Like, if NXT's good right now, it's never gonna oh. be that and nope, that's that was what just I an want. era that we will always remember i mean it's like 2020-2021 was like when we the fns reviewing era of nxt that was still really good it was and awesome it feel i think because and i think i said this before i think because we reviewed it every week it feels so much longer than it actually was mm-hmm. when i'm thinking about it because i remember 2020 there was a lull especially the pandemic because i remember i was barely wa- i was barely watching you it. were hanging on this actually got me to watch it again because we were reviewing it right yep and then I feel like end of 2020, like around like the Balor O'Reilly stretch and whatnot. And like, remember when Pat McAfee had his crew there, like right. all that stuff, like end of 2020 and then 2021 until 2.0 was really good. It feels so much longer than that, but I know and I miss those days. And the highest demo number since October 28th, 2020. So Ooh. huge ratings this week also for NXT. black and gold. And I, I, I mean, it is their gold rush, but I think the Rollins part is probably a big part of it because he's yeah. red hot right because well, they've right? done tv specials before he's red hot and you know he's gonna have good matches which he does and i'll get to that as well yeah and then the first ever episode of collision drew i i'm oh, pretty collision ratings neat. i'm pretty sure a really good number although we have nothing to compare it to but i personally as a guy who looks at the ratings was surprised they do compare it to dynamite i guess Eight hundred sixteen thousand viewers that's pretty good and a 0.33 in the key demo right so and number three on cable so I would assume AEW's happy because I like you. I don't think Saturday night's a great time slot. People it's are it's an alright night for fighting, but not a, uh, not a great night to put a wrestling paid show. Big money for that song, by the way. Yeah. Um. So I I think that's pretty good because Dynamite this week did nine hundred two thousand viewers, which is up eight point four from last week, and got a point three three in the key demo, up ten percent. Uh. And I just made a note this week of something different. The episode peaked. Uh, unfortunately, I would suggest, but some people really liked it. The Mark Briscoe versus Jeff Jarrett concession stand brawl. It peaked with 976,000 viewers and a 0.36. Yeah. So that was the high point. I know people like that match. 
I, I'm uh-huh. I'm not one of them, but we'll get to that as well. Yeah. Um, news for you. I have I don't know four items. I think four or five. Um, it wasn't particularly. If you don't great steal week. any, I agree. Um, the first one I have was uh Johnny TV is all elite and he's a part of QTV now. <laughs> right. So that's John, uh Jonathan Unc- Morrison, Uncle John Hennigan. Yep. Who we've met before. Now he's signed. Cause remember, he made appearances last year, but he wasn't signed. It was just Johnny Elite. If I do start a Facebook this summer, I'm going to be posting the pictures of you as a little kid with John Hennigan and who else? Yeah. Seidel. Seidel, Cage, and Tessa. Right, Cage. Rich and Swan. Tessa. Yikes. Um, anyways, what do I have? Sorry, we talked about this, but LA Knight, I thought it was funny, says that concern over his age is what led to him being cast on main roster as a manager as Max Dupree. Uh, and that basically he is, he's 40, I think he's 40 or over 40, I think just 40. But I mean, his reply is kind of like, I'm not the average 40 year old. For, he points out like, A, he's obviously in awesome shape if you look at the dude. Obviously. And he hasn't had like, I saw that, yeah. Major injuries along the way, right? So, right, he's not completely banged up. And right. also, he's. His style lends itself to staying pretty healthy, too. Yeah, he's not well, doing and anything. He's like got charisma up the wazoo. He does. He is, and he's a big deal right now. Yeah, I saw Triple H was the one who helped him get back to LA Knight. Like, w, Makes w, sense. W Triple H. Yes. Lo- love that. Yep. Um, next is another. Super exciting one. Uh, Liv Morgan's already back from injury. Oh, like great. she was injured, like, and it hasn't even been that long. She's so like Cena. He used to come back from injuries, like, oh, that that'll take you for six months, and he's back in like yeah, three and a like, half that, months, like or Rumble Eight. Yeah, yeah. So she's back already, and I guess her and Raquel will get a rematch at some point. Uh, Baszler and Rousey won the unification match. Right, Baszler, I knew that. Ba- I did know that. Baszler two belts, I guess. I guess. Um, because why give her a singles belt when you can give her two tag titles and have her feud with Liv Morgan? Woohoo! There's a new women's tag team forming an impact that I'm excited about. I'll get there too. Nice. Speaking of which, yeah. So Liv Morgan. Cool. Nice. I love Liv Morgan. Big news. Uh, as we were hoping, and it kind of makes sense. It's not like it's a surprise. Don Callis apparently does plan to add members to his new quote family. I think it's being referred to, which yeah. I love. Which that that's Heenan stuff, right? So. Yeah. That's awesome. So he was on talk as Jericho recently and said the purpose, I also like this, the purpose this of his new faction is to provide protection from the elite who he says are planning to attack his prized asset, uh, Takeshita. So basically like Takeshita is the crown jewel of this family and he's going to employ Takeshita a bunch of other the people next big thing, baby. to protect him. Uh, and he said that the Don Callis family will be ready to face whatever's left of the elite and Blackpool uh, once they're finished with each other. And it's going to add enough members to even up the numbers game with the elite, is what he says. Okay, so like we're talking four people, tag team, two other guys. Yeah, easy. Takeshi as so- the crown jewel. Sounds great. I like that part because that's me too. I, w- I wouldn't have. Expe- I would expect Takeshi to be like the middle kind of guy. So it's like he's Andre the Giant kind of thing, is what it feels like. No, he's Kenny Omega. I guess, but like in terms of the family, you, you know, calling that Takeshi or fat? Omega, yeah, when Callus was with them. Fat? No, just that he's the. He's the main guy. Yeah, that that's cool. That's that that definitely means a push for Takeshita. I like this. I Me big, too. Big things for Takeshita coming that. It, yep. That feels right. And Callus is fantastic as a heel love, mouthpiece manager. Callis. He's he's fantastic. He is yeah. awesome. Yep. It benefits Takeshita a lot. I'm super happy because I'm I didn't I I wouldn't have expected this out off the back of uh the first Takeshita match that we saw the yeah. Hangman one because I I love that. I thought it was awesome. It was. And then the Moxie one was amazing too. Like he, he had some great matches, but I didn't think like because he was still uh. He wasn't even signed at that point. Nope. Um, so I didn't expect like him to get signed and then have like a big run. Yeah. Because I remember we were like excited waiting for him to come back. Yes. And then he actually got signed too. So that was sweet. And now like, I guess they can keep him around. Like, I'm super happy he's getting a push. It's, Your it's mom even really walked cool. by and noticed him eh, on, as we oh, were yeah. watching. So that was he interesting. he looked cool as hell. Yeah, he did look cool. 
she thought he looked like a like a villain from a movie or something. Yeah, because Takesh is awesome. He is awesome, and, and especially Callus with the scar and the sunglasses, it just it looks perfect. He does look good. Um, WWE's reportedly planning to run Zayn Owens against blank. Who well, are you guessing? Zayn Owens reforming against... a team to face. Well, them. the Usos. <laughs> no, they're they're still a team. Reforming a team. Uh, Ricochet and the big guy. Mm-mm. Wasn't he with Sh- um Strowman? Strowman. Um, I don't know who. DIY. Oh yes. I I thought you. I always assume you're leading me to bad news with WWE stuff. That's so fair. I would have never gotten to something I actually that's wanted. Fair. Oh, I, nice. And your tone didn't give it away. I so good for you. Don't really want that because I feel like they're both top babyface tag teams. And while I'm they not are. saying you can't do a babyface babyface feud, I think both of these teams work on the strength of being really popular and i don't think the fans choosing between them would really help you're like, right especially with these because i think zane and owens benefit is like really lately has been zane's like uber popular and then owens obviously a byproduct of that yep and they're like crazy over. and then diy is gonna be crazy over when they finally hope reunite because so. everyone loves diy right? correct and i don't i think clashing these two things doesn't really work well so i'd like zane and owens to like eventually like maybe at SummerSlam drop the titles like either judgment day or imperium maybe throw imperium a bone here yep and then easily imperium could could have a cool feud diy agree imperium could have a cool feud with um zane owens same for judgment day yeah either of them i just don't really want like the two because i love zane and owens and i love diy i agree i just don't see it matching super well like i think the matches would be amazing i just don't like I want like one of the, those teams to get all the love to like really root for them rather yes. than like kind of like having like this. I think you're right kind of about that whole dynamic. I'm just kind of happy that like you're putting two guys I like back together. I know it works and yeah. they're going to get some attention. Mm-hmm. I agree that dynamic would be super weird with Zane and Owens, but there's but so it, much it good work. stuff you can do outside of that, yeah. that to have them back would be mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, so Jim Ross, I, be, I didn't really notice somehow. I, I during collision but he apologized for his voice um i guess he was struggling through it and it will you know me when i'm taking i heard not taking I heard notes, about that too like i didn't notice paying attention i guess i don't hear a lot of commentary no i learning. didn't notice him either i, and then he's, I honestly had no idea. he's gonna quote step away to heal i guess his voice was really hoarse um i'm and i don't mean to be rude but i'm fine with him going away i don't think he adds anything to aew i hundred percent when they first started signing him was smart because he's like it's like signing Jericho. At the I beginning. think he's the greatest wrestling commentator of all time that I've ever seen for sure. So it was really smart to attach him to your brand new company. It seems legit, right? It seems like it's um, yeah. got a budget, yeah. but now you're established and I don't think you need him for anything anymore. No. And I think that's, I think that's better for coming from you. Cause I think with me for like the case can always be like, Oh, you weren't around. So no. you don't get yeah, it. But no, like, I, He's you the were best. around Prime JR, right? So, and I share your current sentiment. I don't see much for much of a purpose for him, and especially when I really like Excalibur and Taz are here. I think Shivani's right. pretty good. Like he's Fine. also older yep. from the same time as JR, but he's still serving a better purpose and also doing like interviews and stuff. So I think JR is at best neutral. I do yeah. like when he does the sit down things. If they yeah. want to just relegate him to that role, totally fine. But I think everyone on commentary is serving a better purpose than him. Even like Jericho on Rampage, he's yeah. always really um entertaining and jr's uh, just grumpy and like you can tell his opinion on some stuff when you're in it and i don't need it yeah he's him. not like doing a good enough job of like 
not I don't want to say like being professional, but like kind of or like yes. keeping his you real can, thoughts out. Right. Like he's kinda like you, you can, can tell what his grievances are with storylines and wrestling and characters. Or like and stuff, whatever. I don't yeah, whatever's that. going on. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I did see that. I guess that makes sense. I didn't notice anything either, but whatever. Apparently it was blatantly obvious and I must have just gapped on it. Or mm. I, again, commentary doesn't always stick with me. Mm-hmm. I got two more. Um so apparently AEW is more divisive than ever. Yeah. I wonder why. We were sort of chatting about this. We've heard things and then you get Dax going on and going, I don't know who's saying that, but it's not, right? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell them about the Meltzer so thing. That I was think funny. It, I think it was basically that Meltzer had somebody on the roster. I think it was a prominent star. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing, yeah, one of the top stars told Meltzer, uh, we were told that we would not have to deal with Punk except for on pay-per-views, but here right. he is on week one because he was on Dynamite. And so, yeah, like the divisions coming after his comeback from on collision and believe me i I feel that yeah uh as well as his uh espn interview it's led to a lot of issues so then dax of ftr basically tweeted something that said like how about to whoever that was if you have a problem you talk to punk face to talk to the person face to face or whatever and melter's reply was basically like remember what happened last time they tried that (laughs) or something yeah like it worked out great last i thought that was really funny because that's literally like the whole that's the whole issue here like I'm starting to feel your um FTR is unfortunate like they're my favorite team man and I just their loyalty to punk is rubbing me the wrong way it's it's really irking me and I I do love FTR and I don't but... even claim to know like the actual truth of everything that's going on all I can say is from where I sit and my perspective and whatever not a fan of punk and no, I them ride or, di- ride or dying for him yeah is not my favorite me, look for I them i think not only is it like that they're supporting punk which i think it's i think it's okay to support punk i don't love it but if they were just like friends with punk and like kind of on his side i wouldn't care a ton like but it, dax is vocal but, like, about it especially dax and i would assume cash too like so they both seem to have the but same but i hear mentality dax all it. the time yeah obviously i would assume they kind of have the similar mentality but like right. Yeah, like what you're saying, how ride or die they are for Punk, that kind of bothers me because mm-hmm. I have so much disdain for Punk, um, especially just with everything. And like, I just, I don't get how they're so I know it's on weird. that side of the fence. Like, I don't know. It's weird. And so Mel- Meltzer's clapback is it, it makes pretty me funny. chuckle. It's, and it's, I'm not it's always great. a huge Meltzer fan either. No, um, but I think that's, but that that's, was funny. That's a good, that's a well placed one. But yeah, of course, Punk's already causing issues. And I don't think like that's. Like, he hasn't, like, outright done anything yet, but right. you knew this was coming. Yes. And especially with him being on Dynamite within the first week, like, that was kind of, I thought that was kind of the whole Someone called him a, um, a time bomb, not a pipe bomb, and then he posted some snarky reply he, to that as well. I think picture. that is a very apropos statement. I think that's pretty much perfect. It's, I believe, especially... An, and we I, just don't know what the timer set for. I wouldn't have thought that a year ago. Like, and I'll, I'll like, I didn't love punk uh when he came like i didn't really i was kind of into it right mm-hmm. um but like and i didn't never really thought anything of it until the all out thing and now i'm just like it, it, it between that and everything that's going on that's changed my perspective and then also and now i feel like it is a matter of time before something like that happens and like, yep. something like that happens I think here so. he's caused issues in wwe he's caused issues with colt cabana like everywhere so there's already at least ripples right right and so, so i feel like day one like I fear for the next media scrum. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going to happen there? Is there one up to Forbidden Door? Is that going to be, like, a, a chaos show? The like, first time something doesn't go that man's way. 
Right, and you'll see something. I feel like just, he'll, he can't. He can't help. He'll himself, probably get the think. Owen Hart turny just to please him. <laughs> I don't think he will. I feel like he could. I think I they're know. using that for up and coming people. I, I don't. Or maybe have I just think confidence. they should. I don't. No, they should. I yeah. don't think they will. I'm not like Hobbs or something instead. Is what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Right. He's in QTV. I don't. I True. would give it to Starks. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Anyways, we'll choose. get we'll get around to punk a lot. So I think it's your turn because I did the Jim Ross one. Let us down this road somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, last one I had was Jeff Hardy's taking time away from AEW because they're coming to our neck of the woods and somebody's got legal trouble. Somebody can't cross the border into our country. Somebody's I got a wee bit too many DUIs. Yeah, we, mm. It's crazy that you have to say too many as like like more than one. But yes, no, yeah, so I don't even know how many it is at this. We point. have uh, no problem with not seeing the Hardys. Uh, no, so that's um, fine especially with uh, how jeff's been looking lately right botch i only have two others so one is that moose has re-signed with impact wrestling i think i talked a few weeks ago i heard ago. it's like a crazy long-term deal or something yeah i didn't see specifics but that was he said it's the longest deal anyone has ever signed with the company and he is currently 39 i think that's probably so he's probably locked down for the rest good, of his tenure almost. i think so. that would make sense he's been there for like a while so he and might as well i think it's a good signing for both if he's happy with whatever money and he's getting. they treat him pretty good like he's a pretty big guy for them so like i think it works and yeah. whenever they need to heat him up to be a main eventer they can right yeah. like i quite like moose so mm-hmm. i think that's good the other one is not so good news and that's bandito apparently suffered a wrist injury at rampage i saw the, the Takeshita match triangular the first diagnosis i'm gonna go for this triangular fibrocartilage complex injury that yeah, would re- oh no yeah I, i'm yeah i've uh, i've seen one of those i've before. just heard yeah, on yeah. other places they say it's broken so whatever um, no, I already knew that. You didn't even need to explain it to me. Is post-surgery recovery time up to three months, if that's what it is? So that was the first diagnosis. I haven't seen what the second opinion was, but that's too bad because he's awesome. Um, yeah. Although they haven't done anything with him other than Ooh, put him in doesn't see. having good matches, right? So mm-hmm. uh, anyways. Yeah, that that's a shame, but hopefully it's not too long. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because he's... Deal- Cool. I don't know what the deal with the broken wrist is, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that wraps that up. We'll move into our in-depth review of AEW Dynamite after a brief discussion of a uh, collision that came before it, and we'll do that right about now. Religious. So collision. Um, I just have AEW's recap pulled up quickly, and. So did you want to talk about the set? I guess that was the first thing. Right? Uh, I really liked the stage. I thought it, it looked, looked really good. nice. I thought it so too. looked uh, big. And um, I thought just like the screen layout was really nice. Because mm-hmm. the one on Dynamite, it's solid. But um, it's not good enough where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm glad they got rid of the tunnels. Right. Because the tunnels, the tunnels were, were cool. Okay? They were cool. I'm never going to like the tunnels were sweet. I think they were unique. They were. They were cool looking. And functional. And functional. The heel face. Right. Boom. Um, but I think the collision set was really nice. Uh, it was definitely like a lot bigger, and I just think the screen layouts were nice. They had like the kind of shiny ramp, like mm-hmm. kind of like WWE has. Um, so that looked really nice. It was just like a shiny black, like kind of reflective. It looked good. Um, yeah, it was really nice. It was kind of big, like the Double or Nothing stage. It just with a different screen layout, but I think it looked really clean. Um, I really like that they used different ROH tapings too, so that made the ROH look better. Right. But um, yeah, I just think it looked it really nice. Um, I don't know if they'll use that for every week. I would hope so because it looks really nice. But um, even if it's just like a first stage thing, like I would, I would argue they could reuse that for a pay per view. And like if they brought that exact set for Forbidden Door, I wouldn't really care. I mean, I'd like something different. Let's be honest. Yeah. But if they use that, I'm not. It looks. It looks pretty. It, it was really nice. Look, it looked yeah. big time at least. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And I like that. It was clean. 
So the show, uh, the show started with Punk obviously coming out and cutting a felt pretty long promo to me. I don't know how many minutes yeah, it was, it but it felt long. Felt long. Um, sort of run through it a little bit because I think this will be the only thing in detail that we'll talk about because I, I think we're going to want to, right? So he comes out and says he's tired of being nice, right? He's been gone 10 months with, with a ruptured tendon. You know, tendon, Punk, good old nice guy. Torn straight off the bone, but I'm still here. Um, this I'm gonna be honest. Like the, I, when he was doing, I completely for. I, I keep forgetting that he was actually injured. I like with everything going on, I completely forgot he was injured. Right. I like I, and that's the only reason. Right. He was yeah, gone. yeah. 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 Right. Um. Nothing else. He says Nothing this else. is professional wrestling business. This is a business for grownups. This is not a popularity contest. So, circling back around, like, I'm already annoyed because. Yeah his talk about this is a business it's all about business he's the one that makes things personal and takes things mm-hmm. personally and has suck attacks over a couple random things and like blows the, it out of proportion literally and the hangman line and, before double nothing remember he was talking to the, like that right. whole outsider thing and he got all up in arms about that nobody's treating it as less of a business at times than this guy yeah. it's his own personal playground for whatever grievances and whatever he yeah. wants so annoyed already and yes Wrestling is really a popularity contest if you want to get down to it, right? Isn't it's that exactly like the whole point? It it's exactly what yeah. it is. Um, he's tired of being nice, and then he starts with the whole tell me when I'm telling lies, which is probably that, most of this. That really, and that's really... the thing that got me. Because, yeah. like, not only it's like, I'm like, literally what I said to the TV was like, he already told lies. We are, we're already past the point. And then not only was it that, but then he's saying that repeatedly. Like, it's more like, I don't know what that the repetition feels like like not like would that be like a dictator thing i don't know it could be like his but, mantra like he's trying yeah, to get them to i don't know yeah it felt like some sort of mantra culty, or whatever, but like cult, fig, cult leader deal that's kind i think that's what i'm feeling like because it just felt like something right so i think you might have be on the button there but like it just really annoyed me because not me only too. is it all lies but it's just like i don't know just the whole thing feels so false to me and it's like to the point where it's just compl- it's so irritating if he's if he's being a heel, it might work because it does make me angry. I know he's not. Because, and I was just going to get to it, he starts pandering to the fans here, right? So then it's, I did all these things and I got here to this place riding the wave, riding the backs of smart, passionate, professional wrestling fans like you. That annoyed me. Come, I, like all the Chicago people or his fans, they're the smart ones. And I never fit in anywhere like I have here in professional wrestling. I love you for it. And you love me because I've never compromised. I am me. I couldn't. Well, you are you, but you yeah. happens to be an a hole, in my opinion. Yeah, obviously, no, only. I'm not gonna disagree. I couldn't have done all this without you. Um, but it seems that he goes into Cena mode now, right? It seems there's some people that hate me for the same reason you all love me. Listen, I understand that the sheer magnitude of me makes uh, the sheer magnitude of me makes people uncomfortable. I, uh, so here's the narcissism that is one of the 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 amateur diagnoses I've made for this guy. Loves himself. So my things are um, lack of self-awareness, right? Yeah. Vic- victim complex. Yeah. And, narciss- and narcissist. Yeah. Are pretty much my uh, feeling. Um, my mere presence makes people uncomfortable. This, oh my God, because I am the truth and the that's, truth is That's painful. the part that gets me. That's the, <laughs> that's the part that gets me because... And maybe, maybe this, like, maybe this is the most brilliant promo ever and he is working so. me and boiling my blood, but... I don't think so, and uh, like, I don't, I don't know, cause I, I hate those things the, that he makes me like. It's not, I'm not uncomfortable. I'm annoyed and I'm angry, and it's not like 
And it's not because he's done the trick. It's I hate it because he's the most phony guy there. He is. And he's like... And that's not... I'm not trying to say he doesn't have a great delivery and he's not a great promo guy. He's delivering it great and he's speaking it like comfortably and well. But it's infuriating. I think it's all pure BS and I don't know. Like, and this... There's a difference between like, I hate this and I hate the America Cody promo. Yeah. But that felt like just like... I don't know, pandering and like that was like that might I don't know. But that that was when he like... was a secret heel, remember? I don't and I know. kind was of loved the time. I, I think that was the... I think that was way before. I felt all everything he did was secret. Heel. I think that was think way before. Was but like that to jump. me like felt like kind of character too, because he's yeah. American. I remember. But this is just like this feels like he's actually talking to me. Yeah. And but it's like it feels like just half poking me. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like he's like half actually talking to me and half trying to like be like the CM Punk pandering to the crowd. Like it's it feels so real and fake at the same time you know what i mean yeah it's like if that makes sense just because that's that's how punk is like you know what i'm trying I to do. say right like boo me cheer me love me hate me you all do it because you know i'm right david zaslov yeah. so i here's the where he worked so hard to fit in what he thought was a clever joke right worked so hard like um uh, worked almost worked backwards from the punchline i feel mm-hmm. like right david zaslov calls me one bill phil you can call me whatever you want I am the one true genuine article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. Right? So I feel like he worked backwards from, right? The king is back, baby. And do I have a lot of things to get off my chest? I got a question, Chicago. Why would I change? This is what Joe Strummer trained me for. I will never compromise. And there's the people that think they're owed an apology. So again, he has nothing to apologize for. He is the victim of everything. Everything happens to him, and he does not perpetrate anything. I've grown older and wiser in my years. If you feel you're owed an apology and you're here tonight, I am sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. Tell me when I'm telling you. Going after Hangman again. So again, but remember, it's business. It's not personal. But I'm going to take a personal shot at the Bucks. I'm going to take a thinly veiled shot at Hangman, but it's business. And they're all just soft. And I'm the tough one who's just cares about business. No, dude. He, all lies. It's so, like, all it's so lies. reverse. It's so not. Uh, it's almost done. The last time you saw me <laughs> with my God. triceps meet hanging down, I held what is in this bag. Don't care. Do I, not care what's so in the bag. Bullshit. Couldn't I, care. I don't. Okay, wait. So I saw someone say like, obviously, it's we're meant to think it's the title, right? I believe so. And but I don't know if. Uh, we'll see, I guess. I'd, I'm not convinced. Okay, so the only way he has the title, obviously, is they give him, like, a replica one. Or, obviously, like, I saw someone say, oh, it's the it's the title he never lost because MJF has a different belt. Mm-hmm. What, do you, did Mo- does that mean Moxley had right, the Burberry still, belt? Right. Like, no. So they cleared, obviously, like, they took the belt from him. And I, I feel like they kind of have, no way he left after All Out with the belt. But, like, I don't know. The whole idea that he still has a belt is just kind of stupid to me. And I guess I just don't care. I guess with the interim nonsense, they set the precedent that they do indeed have two of the same belt. True. But like, uh, yeah, I don't care because like, and now because oh, they have the history too. So like, they're gonna have to reignite Punk MJF at some point. And I swear to God, so help me God, if CM Punk wins the title for a third time for no reason, I'm gonna I'm gonna be so mad. Ah, that might make me get out. I'll get out. So he introduces the bag and wraps up by saying it's mine because he earned it. I won the dog collar match. It belongs to me until someone can pin me or submit me for it. So is it a dog collar? Like <laughs> Those of you are praying that I'm going to 
that I'm going to put these boots down in the ring and walk off into the sunset. I don't think anyone thought that was a possibility, but sure, bud. I was um, dreaming, but But sure. until there is somebody in this company that can fill my boots, they belong to me, tell me when I'm telling lies. Well, virtually all of this. Virtually but. 100% of that. So yeah, just like this is CM Punk, right? This is why I was never... I will admit some of his stuff was super entertaining. The stuff with Cena really reignited me liking wrestling. I liked a lot of the MJF feud as well. But this is who he is, right? He yeah. is... Everything comes through the filter of Punk, and everything is an attack against him, and everything he does is always justified because somebody... He's the victim of something, so everything he yeah. ever does is simply retaliation, and it's never yeah. his fault. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a promo that's so real and so fake at right. the same time. Right, Like, I just... This is him. ...hated every bit of it. Yeah, and I hate... Yeah, it's all him, and that's the real part, but then all, that's also... The, the, the fake part of it right, right? like he's unless so, he's a heel and then he's got me there's i guess he's because i the, hate it he could be but like th- he's so clearly not at the same time I know. there's like he would i don't think he would ever want to be now because he's like everyone loves me and especially in chicago like he may be positioning be himself as a tweener right i guess I, like he's pandering to this crowd in in his hometown i don't yeah, know if he'll continue I to i think he'll try anyways but. I don't think it's because he he would be an effective healer or whatever. I yeah. think it's because he he screwed up a lot and he did a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. So that's I don't know. And that I yeah I hated that. This uh this got collision off to a bad start for me. And honestly, I should I expected this. Yeah. I expected a punk promo, but still I I hated it. I, so much. I just it's and it felt so long bad. to me. It felt way too long and too long of stuff I don't want and like speaking of too long wait till i get to the main event (laughs) yeah (laughs) if this is like i like this is why i don't want collision it's just gonna be punk every week doing something that i don't care about that i don't want possibly twice possibly twice right um like i just i don't want it and i don't i didn't want him back and i don't know how he came back but it's just i hate it so much i wasn't a fan either uh, then we got TNT Championship match. I was very surprised. We did get a t- the title change hands I, here. I was also surprised. Was not expecting that. Um, the match itself was okay. I don't think you saw this, right? No. And I don't really remember. I'm sure it... Oh, right. It was the ringside camera. Grabbed it from a photographer and smashed Wardlow in the face with it. And I knew then, he hit Wardlow with something. I um, so yeah, Luchasaurus wins. I don't know. Maybe they're just furthering this feud or recognizing that Wardlow's kind of cold, man. And I don't... Not that Luchasaurus is lighting the world on fire, but it's different. I and mean, I, his well, trons have fire on him. And Christian can be entertaining in the role as the manager of the champion. Just, I so. swear to God, if they hot potato the bell again, I'm going to like lose my crap. feels like that might be what that title's for wardlow cannot have the title for a fourth time like this has to be it we have to draw the line somewhere with right him. um we had lexi nair backstage talking to hobbs and marshall about hobbs being in the owen hart tournament okay sure the highlight of the show for me was the singles match between andrade and buddy matthews yeah it was pretty nice uh really good match as you would expect right um what was the finish i know brody king came the lights went out at the end right yeah was, um, that was after the match after who what did he win with buddy tapped right to oh right it was figure the figure four. eight our figure eight yeah, yeah. andrade it's a cool unique move I've they each use their significant other submissions right because buddy used the inverted cloverleaf as well yeah um cool match what you would think like we talked about it in the moment andrade's judas effect he can't be on the same show as jericho because it's so much better so especially much like better. murphy's really good at selling too it was amazing so i think that was a great combination uh really good match then we 
you saw this too, and I was happy to see it. A hype package for Scorpio Sky, which was nice to see. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I don't know. I want Men of the Year back so bad because Scorp needs something to do. Ethan Page needs something good to do. Right. Like, I would love... They were so good together. Um, Tony Nice then got squashed by Miro. I know you're not so keen on Miro. I still enjoy watching him. I like him. him. It's just I feel like the hype has died down on him. Like, Or not like the hype, but just like the his aura has kind of died down. And like I feel like he's he's a solid performer, but I don't think he's got as much upward mobility as everyone once thought. I just think it's tough because anytime you book a guy as super mega dominant like this, then it's harder. I don't know. It's harder exactly, to say what he right? does against legitimate talent. Right. That's part of I it do watching like, him squash people he is pretty good at squashing people and he can have a solid match sometimes but like with him looking too dominant then you either have like a squash or you have like someone like almost getting lucky like fuego del sol right like mm-hmm. i don't know miro just is like he's great and i do like him a decent bit but i feel like he's just missing something so i don't think he's gonna like i don't know what they can do with him like that's gonna be like super main card yeah we'll see you know he might just be a regular on collision and that's it yeah um, but anyways, he won with the game over, obviously, in a squash match. We got a women's tag match. Willow and Sky Blue defeated the Outcast, which was Soho and Storm. Um, spray paint malfunctioning. Babyface is finally one step ahead, and it forces Tony to spray Ruby Soho in the eyes, and then Sky hits the code blue, pinned her. It was fine, right? Nothing yeah. crazy. Then we had Starks declare himself into the Owen Hart tournament. Fine. Uh, Jeff Jarrett video package. Who cares? Shivani interviewed the acclaimed. Um, Caster did a rap on the way out. They had a segment in the ring. Sure, fine. And then the main event, man, was just far too long. Like, was it a good match? Probably. Did I struggle to stay focused? Absolutely. It was. It was like twenty-five minutes, I would say, something like that. Um, That's nuts. And honestly, CM Punk, I didn't find in that twenty-five minutes was in the ring a ton. Didn't look amazing. The crowd was super into a confrontation with punk and samoa joe that's for sure um so I saw punk with like an orange elbow pouch was kind of weird so good action throughout this obviously nothing wrong with it i just thought it was really really long um i don't even remember what the finish they hit the who took the pin tonight uh, i don't even remember juice. to be honest Ju- oh right of course obviously. it was juice yes he took the big rig and the or sorry the smash contraption Shatter machine, the shatter machine, and the um, go to sleep, I believe, for the for the loss. But yeah, good match, but like, no, didn't need twenty five minutes. Just there wasn't enough build around it. If you want to go twenty five minutes on a pay per view, once there's been a story and a whole bunch of stuff happening and it's culminating, fine. But like, throw these guys together and yeah, they don't really have a story, right? It was mostly just like far too long. But but a a solid match, I guess. Uh, All right, so let's shift gears into good old dynamite now that we've talked collision. Are we just going? We're just going. Go right, right into it. it. I right. did one song for both. You know, you get right. two for one today, folks. <laughs> right. I'm not pausing it. All right. Um. So we kick off with uh the Hardys versus the Guns, and it's always a good sign when the Hardys are opening Dynamite. And I Ain't that's it? what. So on paper, I'm not happy with this. We'll get into my reaction when it happens. But initially, I'm like, ugh, really? This is my hot opener. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Um. So Hardys ran back some of their typical offense because that's going to be every match. Uh, Jeff actually hit Whisper in the Wind on Austin this time for he two. Did. He didn't botch it, although it looked a little shaky. Uh, Colton stomped Jeff in the corner. Matt Harry hot take flurry. We're in 2023. What is this madness? Mm-hmm. Uh, Twisted Fate center from Matt for two. Colton put Austin's leg on the rope, and Austin sold the crap out of that, so props to him. Yep. 
Uh, Colton saved Austin from a twist of fate. Then Colton hit a butterfly neckbreaker kind of move for two with Jeff breaking up the pin. That was pretty nice. Uh, Jeff did the double groin leg leg drop and then he got up as slow as he possibly could and hit a basement drop kick. And I wrote in brackets, he's definitely old. He is. Um, the finish. Um, I wrote finally. Did I do that on the other? I did. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> finish. Uh, Jeff went for a swanton. Juice Robinson ran to distract the ref. Jay White shoved Jeff off the top rope. Guns hit. Jeff with a pretty nice 310 to Yuma. They did. For the win. Uh, post-match, Bullet Club Golden Guns beat up the Hardys. Later on in the mat, uh, Juice clocked Jeff with a roll of quarters punch again. That was pretty nice. They went to the effort to map, but Starks tried to make the save. Got overwhelmed. FTR run out. Also get t- overtaken. Uh, then CM Punk comes out. Hooray on now Dynamite. Everything's all right, and he's on Dynamite. Uh, poor Juice almost took another DTS, but he got out of it this time, so good for him. Um, Punk says he's been watching for weeks, challenges them to a tag match on Collision. Hooray. Yeah, so while this wasn't anything I was excited about, especially as an opener, I actually quite like this, and I think it served a purpose, right? And the crowd was definitely into it, which helped. I thought the crowd was pretty good tonight. I thought it was a solid match that felt the perfect length, right? You're not asking too much of the Hardys. Um, I thought the guns used really good heel tactics throughout this kind of classic stuff. You got each of the flurry, uh, sorry, each of the Hardys got a decent flurry in. Uh, the guns still got a lot of offense, I thought. Involvement of Bullet Club and others um, is going to lead to a match, I guess. And I like the idea that Bullet Club are still seem like they're involved with the guns, but we haven't been confirmed that they're in it. I thought the finishing 310 to Yuma looked really good. Um, I don't think it was a super hot opener, but it, I would say it over-delivered for me. And I'm going to say it, and I think you've already said it or we're close to saying it. I think I like the guns, <laughs> and I don't have an issue with them in Bullet Club. So um, this over-delivered. I thought it was like a good pro wrestling match that furthered some stories. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a fine opener, and it's never a great omen if the Hardys are involved in the opener. It doesn't scream hot start. However, I think the Guns put in some great work here. Um, the uh, sold and bump for the Hardys pretty good. Uh, they had some nice heel techniques in there, and your classic heel tag yep. shtick. Um, I like the finish, too, furthering the alliance between Bullet Club Gold and the Guns. Just need the Guns to full-on join Bullet Club Gold and all as well. Uh, I think it has some good potential. And, yeah, I think I do kind of like the Guns now in some weird way. Um... I think the tag title run kind of irked me a little because it was a really weird choice. But I think now that they're not unnecessarily tag champs and they're like their character works getting a little better and they 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 could join up with two already good heels and they're the beatable tag team in a heel faction. That's mm, a role. And then I think they could also level up in there. Agree. Mm. Level up. Um, but yeah, I think there's potential there. Uh, Punk turning up on Dynamite is not thrilling or appealing in the slightest. But hopefully it's just because they're still in Chicago. Eight man tag for. Eight-man tag for collision sounds solid, more appealing than the random six-man in the first collision because there's a bit more of a story. And also say bye to Jeff for a while because AEW is going to be in Canada for a decent bit, and unfortunately he can't get over. Might explain their inclusion on this Dynamite. Yeah, that could be true. it's their last hurrah until end of July. Right. Oh, yeah. Extended run in Canada. Yeah, I think they're in here until July 19th, so like latter July they'll probably be back no in Jeff the, U- the U.S. of A. Uh, next is a Jarrett Lethal promo. Um, they gave Briscoe plenty of chance to do the right thing. Now they have to end this. Concession Sam Brawl coming up next. Uh, this is fine. Don't have interest. Match next. Why this stipulation was my only note. I don't think it's a horrible stipulation. I think, I think they just did it horribly. But is there a reason that they would choose a concession stand? Was there food nope. involved somewhere? No, okay. I, so. I just, out of all of the like, I think countless options. I Why think this? the most logical stipulation, and I think we would all... Loser be... leaves town. <laughs> okay, I would like that the most. But I think the one we would actually like the most 
is a guitar on a pole match. For sure. Or a guitar ladder match. King of the Mountain. Actually, <laughs> Reverse Battle Royal. I don't know. <laughs> a King of the Mountain guitar match. Yes. Where Combine you all have, of Jarrett's gimmicks to, together. First, you have to jump into the ring. and So we'll spend like five minutes or so of them For trying sure. to get into the ring. So it'll be a Reverse Battle Royal combined with a King of the Mountain combined with a guitar on a pole match. Exactly. You have to climb a ladder to hang a guitar on a pole, not in the middle of the ring, on a pole. And then, but before that, you have to climb back right. into the ring. And because Briscoe can win, beating Jarrett in all of his gimmicks, it's it's a big <laughs> and, push for but him. But then, then you have to combine it with the last rights match. Where you, so then you have to get another guitar from the ring, and the first person put the guitar in the casket and raise the <laughs> casket up oh. and gets the win. Okay. Yeah. Is there any other TNA stipulations I'm saying? And um, if you get pinned... You get put in a penalty box. A penalty, yeah, there has to be a penalty box for <laughs> sure. Actually, no. If, I take it back. Okay, here's how this goes. All right, we're going to start over here. Oh, boy. Here's how it goes. Yeah. So first, you have to get into the ring right. where there's... There, there, we'll have two guitars in the ring, right? So first, you have to get in the ring. It's reverse battle royal. And though they're going to spend way too long tr- stopping each other from getting in the ring. You know, it's super simple. Okay, we're going to spend way too much time on that. Then, when they're both in the ring, the first thing you have to do is... Get a ladder and climb to hang a guitar on a pole. Right. Uh, that's the that's the first fall. We'll say this is the best two or three situation. And then, then you- the second fall is um I think the last riots bit where you have to put a guitar in a casket and raise the casket up. Nice. And we'll say if any there's there's any interference they go in the penalty box. Right. And then for the third fall, what's another stupid TNA thing? I need. I need one more. We're missing. What? Um, I mean, Ultimate well, X isn't stupid. It's kind of cool. Uh, elevation but it's Elevation X. Aha! Okay, so there's also going to be an Elevation X where you have to climb on top of the Elevation X. You know, like, where they're on yep. top of the scaffolding? Then the only way to win that fall is to hit someone with a guitar and throw them off. Nice. So there's three guitars, actually. I made a mistake. Jeff Jarrett um, is the favorite. So, yeah, that's... That's what we call, um, you know how Raven has like the Raven's Clockwork Orange House of Fun? Yes. This is uh, Jeff Jarrett's Carney House, House of, gimmicks. of Fun. Carney House of Gimmicks. Nice. That's, I should make that match. But that instead, fun. we get a concession stand. I bro. personally think that's the greatest idea I've ever. Write that down. That they should do that. That's just, that's so much better. Listen back to it and write it down later. <laughs> we went from a guitar and a pole match to a half over the top, half reverse battle royal. Half king in the mountain, half last right. How many halves you half. got in this? Okay, quarter. <laughs> there you go. Quarter, reverse battle royal, king in the mountain, last rights, elevation X guitar match. That's sounds good. Awesome. That is just that's so great. <laughs> okay. Anyways, any we were, digression? <laughs> that's probably my favorite digression. I should do that match just for. I don't have a guitar accessory though. I need. I need. Actually, I need. What is it? What was it? Three, three, three guitars. Yeah. Yep. And I need to build an ultimate, or sorry, not an ultimate X, Elevation X. Right. Ultimate X is the cool one. Elevation X is the dumb one. Although Ultimate X, when we were in person, felt like it was like eight feet in the air, and they could have yeah. just jumped up and grabbed it at any point. Yeah. But anyway, that would that would be probably the least dangerous. If yep. they didn't Elevation X on that, that you could tumble on that, and you wouldn't get injured. Okay, get going. <laughs> uh, next we have Jeff Jarrett. I uh, accidentally spelled with one R. My mistake. It's isn't it's isn't his famous thing is that there's two R's, two T's, and two I X. I believe that is part of it. My yes. mistake. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, Mark Briscoe, concession stand brawl. Odd choice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jarrett threw a popcorn bag at Briscoe before the bell rang. That was basic brawling around the concourse. 
Briscoe Center in a table he propped up against a pillar that like barely broke. It was like that botched spot at Mania 35 in the women's three way where mm-hmm. they put Charlotte through the table and like it bent. Right. <laughs> it didn't break. It it just bent. That was that was like this because it was like a, it was propped up against a pillar, but it's kind of round the pillar, so it doesn't really work. Yeah. I thought it was kind of an odd choice. Uh, Briscoe poured mustard on Jarrett and threw some hot dogs, and they brought her on the popcorn card. Karen Jarrett interferes disguised as a worker. Oh, my God. Squirts ketchup in a Mark's face. How did you know it was Karen Jarrett? Commentary had no idea. I'm just smart. That, I'm, was, I'm, that I'm bugged smarter. me. That really bugged me. Who, who is that? Who, what do you mean, who is that? Yeah. Who it do was you like, think it is? It's like when, like, uh, remember uh, there was a masking guy, and then they, they it was surprised it's Cole Carter. That makes sense, because who would know it's Cole Carter? Right. But, like, this is, like... It couldn't have been anyone but Karen Jarrett. Yeah. And you're trying to act like you don't know who it is. Literally had to be Karen Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, Mark looked at Ty Buffalo ladder, put Jarrett through a table. Jarrett moved. Sanjay Dutt shoved Mark off. Actually, I didn't know who shoved him off. It was some random person. Right. Who could it um, be? Put Mark through the table. When we come back from the commercial break, Jarrett's peeps are being marked down in the ring. I was I thought it was supposed to be Conchessa and Shan Brawl, but my mistake. Uh, Papa Briscoe interferes, choke slams lethal through a timekeeper's table. As you do. Clotheslines Jared and Dot gets a lobo from some mysterious woman. Oh wait, it's Karen Jared. Who again. could it be? <laughs> um, some bizarre giant guy comes down. I wasn't who sure could who it, be? it was. <laughs> oh, it's Adam Singh. Okay, and choke slams Mark. Then best friends and Christopher Daniels run out for some reason. Take out Singh. Lucha Bros come in to assist, and Penta hits Jericho or not Jericho Jarrett with a super kick, and Mark rolls him up for the win. Uh, what? Yeah, Jack is literally shaking his head as he went over the finish there. I don't, like, I know there's people that thought this was fun and the crowd was pretty into it, but I'm not one of those people. There's just, the the most positive thing I can say is that it didn't drag on too long. I think this was like eight or nine minutes, so that is not Even, terrible. It but still felt long. Just way too much going on with way too many run-ins. Like, you basically listed half of the locker room coming out at some point, it feels like. Uh, too much silliness for me. Briscoe's dad dominating a bunch of pro wrestlers doesn't make sense. I, I can't suspend my disbelief as much as they want me to. And maybe that's on me because apparently a lot of people can, but I can't. So uh, this felt to me like they gave Jet J- Jeff Jarrett control and said, hey, how do you want to do this? And this is what he came up with. And um, my final note here is it's rare that I dislike something on AEW this much. I yeah. did not. I did not like this. It was pretty bad. I I thought it. I was expecting like I didn't really want this, but I was expecting something at least somewhat fun. It seems off brand for Briscoe too. Yeah. In a way, like you're throwing hot dogs at each other and spraying mustard and stuff. Like that's Jarrett for sure. I don't feel that that's Briscoe, but anyways. Yeah. Um. I didn't love this. I thought it started out fine because the concession stand area was at least like a different spot for a True. match. Um. But then Jared's crew interfered, and we went back to the ring, so it wasn't even different from any other match, and it got stupid. And we started getting a bunch of other random interferences. Honestly, I'm surprised we didn't see Aubrey get involved again because. <laughs> right. That would have at least helped with Karen Jarrett. Who could it be? <laughs> it's a female ref. Who could it be? <laughs> uh, this felt like dumb chaos for chaos's sake, rather than like the the good chaos kind of thing we got at the end of last week. Right. That's um, well said. Overbooked TNA stuff. It felt like TNA or bad WCW. Yeah. Like the bad eras of either one of those. Where Impact, yeah. like, I'll always say Impact is willing to try stuff, but a lot of it they shouldn't. Maybe. Yeah. But anyways. Um, Papa Briscoe taking out anyone is ridiculous. I thought Saddam Singh would look worse than usual. Like, he looked so immobile when he was swatting off best friends with yeah. Daniels. Like, yeah. he looked like great Kali there in the worst way possible. Uh, stupid overbooked nonsense here. Um, uh, this is why I'm glad the majority of this feud has been on Rampage because I couldn't care less about this and I don't enjoy whatsoever. This was lame and I kind agree. of a waste of time. Not a fan. Oh, I, this could go on the list of things I didn't like. 
Mm, true. I don't know if it's like worst match material, but I struggle with bad matches sometimes, so I might add it in there. That's true. That's a good pick, at least. Uh, next we got Blackpool promo also with Takeshita and Callus. Uh, Mox says they define pro wrestling in 2023, and for a Forbidden Door, they've put together an elite team with Blackpool, Takeshita, and Shota Umino to take on the elite and whoever they get with them. And he says the dream match will turn into a nightmare where when when the Rainmaker falls to the best in the world. CM Punk? No. Uh, Danson says he doesn't even think Okada's here, and people call him the best of a generation, but when he steps in the ring with Danson, he's just an amateur, and if he doesn't show up later when he calls him out, he'll prove he's a coward. Yeah, uh, I just had not much. I said standard, well-delivered stuff by both because it was all Mox and Danielson, right? Just a simple way to clarify their match at Forbidden Door, and I assume at the time, and we, I won't spoil it, but I thought they were foreshadowing an appearance by Okada, yeah, obviously, I right? Yeah, pretty And honest. I think Takeshita looks cool just standing there with the group looking heelish, right? So uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet promo from Mox and Danielson. It's always 10-minute tag. Sounds pretty sweet. Takeshita looks cool as hell here. Um, I don't know why, but he looks sick. Heel Takeshita is it. And yeah, I figured uh, Okada was coming. Yep. And um, I feel like Danson and Okada, their match is the one, like, and I said this in my predictions, but the, it's the one that's the most up in the air for me in terms of the result. Yes. Because I feel like, and I, I said this in there, so I'll, I'll probably say a similar thing again, but like, to me, like, the, the, the fact that it's like just purely a dream match and it's just like to see who's the best, it's like, there's this air like that because it's just like this dream match that's happening. Like, there's no... The build's not leaning towards anyone. Nope. You know what I mean? And there's no, like, clear indicator that, like, oh, yeah, one of them's winning. And there's no, a lot of them, for me, when we get to it, in this match, because there's no championship on the line, because sometimes no that title. makes it a lot easier, right? Because it's yeah. like they're not sending their I mean, title to I even think in America. some cases, in some really good cases, like, obviously, Omega Osprey here, I think the title, like, it could doesn't. Move. It could move, yes. right? And I think, I'm not going to say, like, but a lot of them will, no. but, like, Right, like Sonata isn't right. losing his exactly. title. Cassie, I don't think is losing. Not to spoil my picks, obviously, right. which I kind of am, but like, yeah. And so no title, and the fact that it's like a dream match purely off of just that build. Like, I do like that. There's this era of like, it genuinely could be either of them. Yeah. Um. So like, picking it is was it's a funny, tough time. Because as you know, I actually prepared for the predictions today, and this is one that even in my little explanation, I'm on the fence about. I that that's literally what I was writing. I was, I could see either, and I did eventually make a pick, but we'll Me talk too. about that later. I think. <laughs> I, I may I could, change it still. I, I could switch. It. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, honestly, depending on what you say, I could easily be convinced to switch <laughs> right. it. Like, I don't. There's a very good chance I'm like, oh yeah, I'll 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 go to Okada or Danielson or yep. whatever. I'll I'll pick a draw or something like, a, a, either or. But yeah. Um. Then there's collision highlights, which we basically did. Yep. We um, covered it. So no. they highlighted things. We watched it. And also, didn't. no, thank you. Yep. Uh, Jericho, Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Action Andretti, Air Fox, and Darius Martin uh, is next. And I remember the one t- at one point commentary was saying like, like that that's a crazy team or something. The Suzuki and the j- Jazz people. Mm-hmm. Even though we literally saw this last year for right. Indoor, which I thought was funny. Cause it's like, no, we and, saw this last year. And two thirds of Shota Umano. Two thirds of them are not in their prime either, right? So, why? What do you mean, Sammy Guevara's in his prime? Sammy Guevara is in his prime. I'm just curious. I don't remember who they were facing. So I remember that was the Shota Uno match because I remember they attacked him afterwards. Right. But um, I'm trying to find. Okay. All right. Where is it? Um, Eddie Kingston, Shota Uno, and Wheeler Yuta. Oh my God. It's like, I think that's Blackpool Yuta, but like not. Oh, that's so, I, that might be. No, I think it's Blackpool Yuta because why else would he be in there? Yeah, that's so weird. Wait. Wait. What? 
was what? What? Swerve in Our Glory beats Suzuki Goon, which is Desperado and some other guy. Was that on? That had to be the pre-show, right? I don't. Know. That had to be the. I'm, that's because I don't remember that whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. It was. I was gonna say I don't remember that at all. Sorry. I'm just looking at the car because it's like that was a while ago. Oh my god, dudes, the attitudes. Remember when it was um Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo Takagi? Mm-hmm. Oh, ELP and the Bucks were Bullet Club. That I remember that. I I thought they teamed with Hikaleo because I think they were going to. What are you doing right now? I'm just looking at last year's card. It's <laughs> <What>? interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, Osprey Cassidy. That was nice. That was my favorite the match. IWGP sure. four way. Uh, the concussion match. Right. Um. What was the other? Oh yeah, there was the on the pre show. Was it pre show? I think. Remember, it was a uh, Gun Club and the Guns. Um. Uh, or sorry, Caster and Gun, gun Club because Bowen. Sorry, acclaimed. Uh, Caster and Gun Club. Uh, and they were facing all the uh, L.A. Dojo guys. It was oh yeah, y- y- Yamura, Co- Connors, Coughlin, uh, D.K.C. and Kevin. I know Clark Connors was in. He the... He had a singles match, right? No, Clark Connors was in the Atlantic Four Way. Oh, remember, that's right. He was replacing Ishii. Yep. So yeah, there was that, and then FTR. I remember one day they won the two titles. Yep. Uh, that was neat. Uh, Rosa Storm. Okay. Oh, okay. Storm. Storm was in the title match last year too. That's interesting. Stuff that wasn't a year ago. Carry on. Lance Archer, Nick Camarado. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Anywho, the point is this team happened last year. It's happening here, and it's happening in Forbidden Door. Right. So it's not that interesting. Um. So Guevara and Jetty had a nice brief back and forth. I guess calling back they a did. bit to their rampage matches. I think they had a couple. There was at least one. Uh, Suzuki and Darius tagged in. Darius chops and forearms. Suzuki no effect. Then Dar- or Darius gets dropped with a single form from Suzuki because he's hard as nails. They do look stiff too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Darius sold him nice too. Uh, there's a springboard close into Jericho from Andretti. Then a shotgun drop kick to send Jericho into the turnbuckles. Uh, Guevara hit a double diving cutter to take out Darius and Andretti. Uh, corner chops the Fox from Jericho. Fox hit the implosion sent on on Guevara on the outside. Uh, Springboard and Sagiri and a running shooting star press from Andretti gets a two can on Jericho. Standing Spanish fly from Guevara, then Fox hit him with a super kick and a corkscrew brainbuster. Uh, then Fox kicks a gotch pile driver from Suzuki. Uh, Darius rolls up Jericho with an O'Connor roll for two, then goes the apron, comes back in with a rope step flatliner for two, which is pretty nice. And Darius got caught by Jericho and tapped to the lion tamer. Yeah. And then after Jericho was talking about staying, uh, and something about that and then sting came out and also said things i'm just generalizing it because i don't care uh sting and darby have a partner they're gonna reveal it on collision right the gist of it yeah the match was slow early on when the heels were in control and then it sort of picked up with andretti getting in out of i think it was coming off a commercial and i thought it ended up being pretty fun a cool combination of youth and speed with veterans kind of looking to keep things a bit slower and strikes and stuff the result was never in doubt in this, and it felt kind of random, but I enjoyed the match for what it was. I expected a bit more of the Jericho-Sammy story, that really the only thing, right, was Sammy didn't tag Jericho in early on and yeah. chose to tag in Suzuki instead. But it looks like they'll amazing. save the official turn for Forbidden Door, I assume that's what happens or at in least that match. I'm predicting at least more dissent. Yeah, I think it's a vehicle for that. And that match on the on Forbidden Door feels a bit like filler. It's not one of the ones I'm really looking forward to on an impressive card, but I, I think it'll be more storyline for the Jazz splintering, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a pretty fun TV match. It was. I actually kind of liked it. Me too. Um, it was pretty solid. I thought, like, nothing in great substance, but there was some fun action. I thought it really picked up nicely at the end. I thought, like, it was, there was a nice, like, frenzy of stuff. 
Um, the finish was all right as well. Uh, Jericho's promo was fine after, but of course it's hindered by the fact that I have zero interest in at all of ever seeing Sting face Jericho in any capacity in AEW in 2023. Mm-hmm. That is so unappealing. I can't stress that enough. Um, that's not something that's appealing at all. Sting and Darby were fine here too, but again, no thank you. Some mystery around the partner, I guess that's cool then. Something for collision. I just don't really care. Why is Sting still wrestling? Mm-hmm. Um, next, we get Shivani and RJC drawing the first team for the Blind Eliminator. Um, the bracket will be revealed next week. They draw two names. They don't even tell us. Yeah, I, this bugged me. First of all, RJ City's facial expressions I thought were obnoxious and like made this feel like cartoony to me, which is a, yeah. a pretty annoying. Um, and yeah, picking the names and looking at them and going, oh, yeah, that's a name and that's a name and then not telling us. I, why do this at all? I don't understand. I thought this was dumb. Yeah. I don't know. It's an odd choice. Yes. Um, but they will tell us later. So I they guess will. That's a little that's the worth point. It. But then I don't know. Just say the names were drawn earlier. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we needed this bit here. Yeah. Um. Next, there's an elite promo in response to Blackpool. Uh, Hangman says they saw the challenge, and again, the Blackpool want to use Blackpool BCC. Uh, they want to use the numbers advantage because Kenny's tied up. But I guess Danison is. Danison is too. Um, Kenny says everyone is everyone is against them, but um, a lot of people hate Blackpool too, and they found an ally. A Kingston pops and says he's in their friend, and he makes reference to the exploding death match. Yeah. So that was pretty nice. Uh, he says he doesn't like them, but he hates Claudio more, and he says their fifth man will be someone he picks. He might not trust them, but it'll be someone he trusts more than the elite. I found that all the involvement with Eddie Kingston this week. That it's so awkward that he's being paired with this group and he's trying so hard to explain and make it clear that I'm not their friend, I'm not their... Because I think he feels like, why would I be working with these guys? And he's trying too hard to explain it away, right? And I think it made some of... Because he's arguably my favorite promo guy there is and I thought he was a bit off this week and I feel like it's because it's like... I feel I have to acknowledge the exploding death match and I have to acknowledge I this like because I shouldn't be with these guys. I thought it made it awkward and he didn't sound like he usually does. But anyways. I thought it sounded pretty normal. Yeah, that's okay. We can disagree. I hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was solid. I, I like the callback. Um, I was intrigued with the mystery partner, but um, with Eddie choosing it, that rules out Ibushi. It does. I thought it would be. Cause I, I would, think it does anyways. Well, I don't think Eddie would choose Me Ibushi. Either. Obviously, we know he did. But I wouldn't think he'd join with them either. So all kinds of crazy stuff's happening. I guess. Well, I don't think it's. I think it's just so te- the whole I think it's idea. Just temporary, though. And he keeps having to go like, but I hate Claudio more than I hate you, so I'm with you. But you do. This is a well-established thing. It's from ROH. This I know, and this is what's bugging me because he's try- having to try so hard to explain why he'd be with a group of people that tried no to kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, literally tried to kill him multiple times. Actually, they didn't try to kill him. They tried to kill Mox, and Eddie chose to go in there. Whatever. And then, the, it, like, so, I, I don't know. It doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. I, the whole, like, I hate Claudio enough to join with you guys doesn't work for me, isn't connecting well, with I me. Well, I think it's just a one-time thing, so I'm good with it. I, yeah, don't, we'll I don't expect them, like, teaming blood and guts or anything. True. So I don't know. We'll I see. would go the four elite and Abushi against Blackpool and Takeshita still. Yeah, he could. Just like, where's Abushi? He can't be doing nothing. I refuse to accept this. And now I'm just grasping at any way you, <laughs> you can are. get Abushi in here. I don't. You are. I don't even love Abushi. I like Abushi, but I don't love him or anything. Yeah, he's I just cool. think it makes the most sense. It'd be really cool if he comes in. It would. So 
I'm just going off of that. I'm not even the biggest Ibushi fan, and I'm just trying to get him in. Like, just do the thing. Appreciate it. Just I like Ibushi. I like Osprey. So, yeah. Keep going. Uh, next we get Adam Mander Cole. Uh, he gave Max props for uh, big crowd reaction for yeah. him. It was nice to see. Uh, he gave Max props for uh, giving him one of the toughest matches of his career. I uh, say so he didn't win, but MJF didn't win either. And Cole said that MJF wants to be known as the greatest AW World Champion of all time. Then uh, MJF has to fight whoever challenges him. Uh, Cole spoke about how MJF hasn't beaten Adam Cole, baby. Uh, and Cole talked, um, or he, sorry, he called out uh, MJF to talk about a rematch. Uh, then he came out. He insulted the fans by telling them to keep their poor mouths shut. Uh, he said <laughs> that he was worried about Cole for suffering blows to the head last week. Uh, and Cole lost track of time last week. Uh, MJF claimed that he had the time not run out. He had Cole beat. And then he said no to rematch. That was pretty funny. Um, Cole said, of course, MJF would say no to him. He suggested a fight right here, and he can whip his ass right in Chicago. Um, then Shivani spoke up, um, announcing the first two names in the blind tag tournament are them, and they both told them to shut up, told them to shut up, which was pretty funny. It was. Um, they both complained about it. Um, Tony said they are a tag team. MJF whined about having wrestle every week, and then, uh, Tanahashi did a promo on the Tron, uh, saying, like, MJF should accept the challenge, and M- Cole called him a coward and said he thinks Tanahashi's better than him, so he w- wouldn't accept it. And so MJF accepted the match at Forbindor, and Cole said, "Good luck, partner." Yeah, that was funny. That was a good ending line. I enjoyed this segment. I there's not much chance I'm not going to enjoy a speaking segment between Cole and MJF. I and I kind of like Cole getting the better of MJF because it's obviously going to set. Ooh, it's obviously going to set MJF off, and that's that'll be an entertaining scenario, right? So, um. The tag team thing is obviously super convenient and whatever, but it is a way to like further the MJF Cole angle, yeah. and it also gives you some star power in the mm-hmm. blind eliminator. So yeah. I, yeah, I thought this was useful. Yeah. I thought this was pretty good. I think I liked their first segment together a little more, but I think I enjoyed this a lot too. Um, MJF declining the rematch because he's concerned about Cole's well-being. And right. He almost had Cole beat. was pretty amusing. And I also love the bit where they both told Shivani to shut up because I think that was a nice callback. Mm-hmm. It should be funny because I forgot like that was Cole's whole shtick because he was from the Baker, so right. he hated Shivani right. like when he was heel. So um, and that's been kind of downplayed until now. So I like that they didn't forget about that, and that was kind of a nice callback there. It worked for both of them though, and that was funny. Um, Cole and MJF teaming in the blind tourney is another one of those like coexisting angles that's kind of can they coexist? But I think it works. Me and too. For this FU to like nicely, and I think they can do it well. And so I'm interested actually. It's some intrigue going to that tournament, and like you said, some star power. MJF Tanahashi com- being confirmed is expected, but that's nice as well. Uh, next week at the Owen Hart brackets confirmed. So first I'll go run through the men's, then the women's, and then um, we'll talk about my thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. These brackets. Um, would you mind pulling up last year's brackets if you can find them, just like for a comparison while I rhyme these off? Um, for the men's, we have uh, Punk versus Satoshi Kojima at Forbidden Door. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Roddy versus Samoa Joe at Collision in Hamilton. That sounds pretty nice. Uh, Hobbs versus Dustin Rhodes at Collision in Hamilton. And Juice versus Starks 3, I guess, at uh, Collision in Hamilton. Uh, and then Women's will be a Baker versus Soho on next week's Dynamite. Anna JAS versus Sky Blue on Rampage, which would have been yesterday. Um, Nyla Rose versus Willow at Collision tonight, um, as of the time of recording. Um and Athena versus Billy Starks tomorrow on Forbidden Doors Zero Hour. So Sky Blue won, right? 
Sky Blue won, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, she's already... I'm looking at the bracket now, so she's no, moved like, on. Did you, did you get last year's? Yep. Okay. Oh, uh, So what was like just like the first round matches? First round women's was uh, Bunny Storm, okay. ha- Hater Blue, oh. uh, Britt Baker versus Danielle Camella, Riho Sasaki, Asakazaki, sorry, yeah. um, okay. Ruby so- so- that Ru- is not Ruby Soho, Robin Renegade, Red Velvet, Willow Nightingale, Sheeta, Julia Hart. Okay, so the women's bracket's not as strong as I remember it being. I take it back. Wait, how many matches? Like, how many people were in that one? Is, one, two, three, four, eight? five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen. Fourteen, really? And then Mackie Ito got through through a bye in the first round. Okay, so that makes sense. So it would have so it would have been sixteen, this, but same with is, the men's. Okay, so it's half the size. Okay, so la- what was the men's last year? Then? So men's you had bigger than I remember. Then I men, remember Kyle Riley and Joe doing a match at some point. Men's you had uh, Max Caster, Samoa Joe. Okay, that's Dante Martin, Ray Phoenix. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Johnny Elite got a bye in the first round to face Samoa Joe in the second. That's weird because they were one person short as well. Uh, O'Reilly, Jungle Boy, Cole nice. Ishii. Okay. Harwood Wheeler, okay. Strickland oh, Allen, yeah, Strickland Allen, and Fish Hardy. Swerve Darby. Yeah. Damn. See, like, okay, so that's one of my things is so these brackets are fine, not as good as last year's, I think, but some questionable choices for sure, like having Billy Starks with Sky Blue in the women's one, or worse, bringing Anna against Sky Blue, which thank God that's on Rampage. I feel like Sky Blue that's could horrible. win it. I disagree. I feel like you could either do Baker again or you do Soho. I've heard people saying Billy Starks is going to upset Athena, and then that'll spin into a feud on ROH. Yeah, I don't right. know. Um, and then so the men's, like, Punk versus Kojima is really questionable because Kojima's old, so he's not bringing a banger out of also aging Punk. Like, I do hate Punk, but if he was going to have a good match, like, I would at least, like, be open to watching it. Like, I would watch it, right? But, like, Punk Kojima does not sound appealing to me. You know what I mean? And like, do you want to get to punk Samoa Joe as part of this tournament because that feels like a draw to me and that would be the second round match if they each win I feel like that's probably likely um and on that note including Dustin Rose is also an odd call the only match that I really like is Roddy and Samoa that Joe should be sweet out of the whole tournament and Juice versus Starks to be fair that actually looks solid too so yep. those are the two matches like this and last year you're running through like Dante Martin Phoenix sounds sweet Swerve Darby yep. sounds sweet the FTR match I remember being sweet even Cole Ishii is Cole interesting Cole Ishii solid I remember at one point we got Kyle O'Reilly Samoa Joe at one point we got we did. Cole versus Joe in the we finals. got O'Reilly Phoenix O'Reilly Joe O'Reilly Phoenix like that's what I'm talking about that was like last year's tournament felt sweet Cole and, Harwood like, Cole Hart that's that's good stuff right there. Like, yep. and I remember Cole being Joe in the finals. Like that, that felt like a good tournament to me. This one feels pretty weak. Like, it was that bigger one, and more star studded, right? Yeah, it was bigger, more star studded. It felt like actually like worth the like the own heart legacy or like deserving because like it was actually a good tournament. But this one, like this one, just feels like kind of short change. I feel like it should be Hobbs, Starks, or Robinson because you're building somebody. Yeah. I, it can't be Rhodes and the other guy. I don't think it can be strong. And then the difficulty is it's Punk Hobbs, and Joe, Starks, it's... and Juice are all on one side. So you yes. have to pick one. I fear it's going to be Punk. Because we're, I don't think we're so. still in the keeping Punk happy stage of things. I, and think, I think that there's a fair chance. I think Punk thinks he's above this. I think Punk will take anything he can get. Maybe. Maybe. And I think Punk would be like, ooh, a belt. Yeah, it could be. Back to the show. Yeah. So tournaments are cool. They are. Um, unless it's CM Punk. Uh, next we get Orange Cassidy and Katsuyori Shibata. That is fun. I like saying Shibata. It's fun to say. It is. I like. I like to say Shibata. Uh, they are taking on Zach Sabre Jr. and Daniel Garcia. Sabre. Or um Dante Rios, if you want to go back to NXT days. Nice. 
Um, there's a lot of holds encounters between Saber and Shibata. But in a um, good way, I liked it. Yeah, it Sometimes I don't, but I liked good. it with yeah, those two. Yeah. Uh, forearms and uppercut from Shibata when Garcia tags in. Garcia does this weird dance and then uh, Cassidy mocks him. Right. Garcia's always doing that. Like, it was I almost like Alex Wright kind of stuff yeah, from back in the day. Yeah, I don't hate it because I think it's like one of like sports entertainment, but like I also don't love it. Yeah. Like, it's I'm in this weird middle ground where I don't like it, but I'm, I kind of like how I don't like it. At least if it's supposed to be sports entertainment, it fits, right? Because yeah. sometimes we complain. Yeah, I don't it like doesn't. it, but it does fit. Yep. Like, I don't know. I'm in I'm in this weird middle ground on that. Um, there's the kicks of Dune with Sabre. Uh, then Sabre got uh Cassie in a cravat hold, then a bit of holds and counters. Hetzer's just hold from Sabre. He was squeezing <laughs> Cassie's head. I'm gonna see how long I can do that. People that aren't office fans are gonna think we're just like illiterate with Sabre. <laughs> yeah, we're just stupid. <laughs> Uh, Shibata gets a hot tag. Repeat till kicks the arm from Garcia. Shibata keeps taking it. Shibata and Cassie batter Sabre and Garcia with forms in opposite corners. Then they run in opposite corners at the base and drop kicks because that's one of Shibata's staples it of his is. moveset. Like the um, hesitation drop kick. Yeah. Uh, wheelbarrow roll into the dragon tamer from Garcia. Shibata reverses and gets a heel hook in, but Sabre makes the save. Um, finally, uh, Cassie accidentally orange punches Shibata. Then Garcia rolls him up for the surprise win while Sabre was trapping Cassie in a knee bar. Then they do the thing where they're all like holding the title because they all want the title, right. and Cassie's like, "That's my belt." It was a surprising win because we were in in we, the I match talking about how like, "Oh, I wonder why Garcia's in this match, right?" To take, <laughs> uh, yeah, the pin I was positive he would be getting pinned and Me not too. getting the pin, but uh, good for him, I guess. Uh, and I did like because at one point you said you'd like to see more of Shibata, and I used to love Prime Shibata. I'd be, was awesome. I'd be down to see more Shibata. He's cool, I've, man. I haven't seen a lot of them, so I thought I thought he looked good here. Um, Me too. So I like this. I, I liked him here. I, as someone who hasn't seen him much, uh, solid action all around. Saber and Garcia worked pretty well together, which was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And Cassie's even in the backseat. Um, I agree. That's, that's okay. He needs a break. He he's been like on the show pretty much every week. Yep. Um, finish surprised me too. I thought surely Garcia would lose, but that's okay. And the four way should be sweet. It'll be like this, but better. I I like this too. You know how long I this match was? What? Seventeen minutes. Really. Didn't, I, I, I quite liked it. Yeah. Um. And I feel like they did the same thing last year. With they, I swear they team they did tag team match before the four way last year. Yeah. With uh Okada I'm Hangman. Almost positive. I'm right. I don't remember things, certain. but I. Or I could be confusing it with the ROH title four way from I think it was Full Gear because remember that, that was Guevara, Jericho, Claudio, and Danielson. I think I'm right. If you right? say so. Um. I think. Uh. And I remember that. I know that had a tag team match before then because I was like. And that, because remember saying, because it was, they're both in Jazz and they're both in Blackpool, yep. I think, because like, and so remember it was kind of like, this feels kind of like the tag match until mm-hmm. it breaks down, right? And that was kind of the concern. So I could be confusing the Forbidden Door one with the full gear one, but it feels like they might have done that. But I, I, I know they did it with the full gear one. I, I believe Cause, it. Because Jazz. Because Jazz. Yeah. Um, Next, we get a Will Ospreay interview. He's on the show. Hooray. Nice. Um, Marvez asked why Ospreay's been disparaging Canadians ahead of the match. Because um, he's been chirping Bret Hart online and stuff, I saw. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm okay. he can be me, as mean to me as he wants. I love Will Ospreay. Well, and if you're going to ever pick on anyone, Canadians are perfect because we don't get mad about it. We just laugh with you. We don't really <laughs> care. <laughs> and yeah, that and, well, yeah, because we're so polite. Yeah, we don't care. Polite. Whatever. I'll, yeah. I, since I'm Canadian, eh, I'll, I'll apologize <laughs> to you. And I'll give you some maple syrup and a little polar bear stuffed animal. Tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, bud. So, so dumb. Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't care because I love Osprey. And it's so cold here in the summer. I'm freezing. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. Still yeah, snowy. Gonna, in, yeah. Palace should give him a bunch of security and maybe like a parka or something. Right. Like, 
Skates, hockey stick. Ice skates. Give him him a moose to ride in on. Exactly. A moose on hockey skates. Kenny Omega should ride on a moose. Like, like have like a... While tapping a maple tree. While holding a beaver in his hand. (laughs) Like rocking a beaver to sleep or something. Canada. Because Canada. Like a, a... um, he should have like a winter jack from Canada Goose and like right. just munching on some Tims while you come in. Just exactly. really like go all in on it because I'm, I'm I love the stereotypes. I I love it. <laughs> it's so it's so great. And that's my favorite part of TV is when they do that. They never it's do just, that. It's I love it so much. Um and <laughs> and yeah. So Osprey says he's used to being com- he's used to competing in civilized countries and says AW is gonna need some security. I think see, like that's funny. That's at me. That's a good chuckle, right? Because he's not talking about my maple syrup production, right? Um, Cal says as a Canadian, he agrees with him, and Omega's been setting his fans to violence. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And um, Osprey needs special security. Cal says he has military grade security. When he goes places, he'll offer it up to Osprey for a fair fight. I love the detail of military grade security. <laughs> like that's callous. Like that's, how can I make funny. this more impressive? Right? Yeah. Um, I I thought this was solid. I like. Uh, just getting a bit of Osprey here. Uh, Mega, maybe Omega will be outgunned and Ibushi comes in some way. I'll just keep dreaming of scenarios yeah. until it happens. I'll I'll wing I'll wing it with anything. Or Ibushi saves Omega after the match because I want Osprey to win. Yeah, but I like this. I think I like Callus trying to aid Osprey a little. Um, because I don't think he would have earlier. I feel like uh, oh, I think Callus was at the Wrestle Kingdom match and he was against Osprey, so it's kind of yeah. funny. I I like this. I think Osprey being like fine with traveling around in america where there's more guns than people and more mass shootings than the rest of the world combined but then being like afraid to come to canada <laughs> without security <laughs> is pretty funny i and, didn't think of it like that that's, that's funny yeah. and he's just like a really believable douchebag and that's one of the things i like about osprey is he's grown as a character he used to just be this flippy unbelievably athletic dude but now he can do everything right yeah and then you've got callus as a slimy weasel who only is going to do stuff if it benefits him and so this works, right? He wants Osprey to destroy Omega. So he has sort of inserted himself into this to sort of help in any way he can, right? So I thought this was both of them being true to their pretty well-developed character. So I like this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just trying to find that. that I was right about that four-way. Where is it? God damn. No. It's okay. Yeah, I was right. Okay, good. All right. Carry on. Right, thank you. My wait, wayward wait. son. Damn it. <laughs> you stole my bit yeah god damn it um there was a quick tony storm willow promo package um tony said willow's popular because she's like everyone else she's a loser willow says she respects tony but on her attitude how she's been doing things she's gonna come at her with honor tony said she doesn't respect willow's opinion she should be worried about what she's gonna do at her bandor um so i thought this was fine i'm just kind of zooming through it because it really doesn't matter to me like (laughs) i think this will be like a solid match but just like the lack of build is disappointing to not me. surprising but not sur- no but here's the thing and i wrote this in my predictions so again i'm just because i it's blow up our mind. predictions but that's but yeah, fine. i'm not i won't i won't spoil my prediction but like the thing i said with this is they're both AEW people so if they really wanted to build this they could have built this already correct this is like a match they could have easily built already this could have had like a month build for this easy because they're both here, like, yes, I, Willow has a new Japan belt, but she was an AEW she person. She wasn't supposed to, so it was a surprise, but still. But she was an AEW person when she won that belt. Right. So they can both, they they could have belt this more. So, I like, this is just not enticing me because it's not a strong build. Like, neither was Thunderstorm. <laughs> nice. I remember that. Um, but, like, it just it's not super interesting to me. Like, I'm sure the match will be solid, but um, 
I just don't really care that much. See, I kind of like this, and for the reason that it was Tony Storm by herself. No spray yeah. paint, no L on her forehead stuff. So much more believable breath of fresh air kind of from her without the other people with her. Mostly Soraya, to be honest, right? Because she just bugs me. I thought she sounded like an overconfident heel and better than she usually does with the other two in tow. And Willow is like a really, really good baby face that the crowd connects with. And I think that in the current wrestling landscape, that's one of the most valuable assets a wrestler can have is being like a good baby face. Mm -hmm. You can make a heel out of anybody, I think, Pretty much. almost. But a really, really strong baby face is tough. So, yeah, I thought this was a decent segment. I don't. The match should be good. I'm hoping it's good, at least, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so um, next we have our last match of the show, which is weird. I was like, this is, this is the last match, right? And then it's, yeah, which is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, our main event match, at least. I guess, which yeah. is... Whatever you want to say. Questionable. At least it's uh, compared to a lot of women's matches... This I was pretty happy with it for on, at some level at least. Yeah. Um. So we get Chris Allen defending the title against Taya Valkyrie, Taya TV. And my first note, and I think you agree, you phrase it differently. Um. My phrasing is I wish Statlander was more than quote a babyface powerhouse back from injury. Don't. And your thing is like, what's her gimmick? You, right. You, you you wish she was more than just more than a woman. Right. Because her thing is more than a woman. So. I think she should be more than more than a woman. Like she's your champion, your main women's champion. What do we know about her? She was hurt and Make came her. back and she's not an alien now. That's it, right? They just don't take the time to do anything. Yeah. That's frustrating. But anyway, yeah. sorry. I was just maybe Johnny TV stands for Johnny Ty of Valkyrie. It could. It is his wife, right? That could work. That that's what that means. It's not television. I don't know what televisions are. Uh, it's a TV's Ty Valkyrie relates to nothing. I don't know what a TV is. I don't. What are, what are these words? I don't. I don't know things. Um. So there's so, there were some overhand chops on Taya. She took a tumble to the outside. Ta my note: Taya eases her way to the floor, and I laughed because <laughs> we rewound and we would. It's like again, it's like the anti Escobar or whatever. There's the the how cautiously she like was supposed to be thrown out to the floor, but like just so gently eases her yeah. way down. Uh, corner back elbow running knee from uh, Statlander, then a Michinoku driver for two. Disc Slayer from Statlander for two. Spear from Taya. Sliding German from Taya. Uh, Superplex from Statlander followed by the leg hook tombstone for the win. Um, and yeah, uh, I thought it was solid, not amazing. Again, Taya didn't look the best here. She looked okay in parts, but not great in parts. She's one of those, not quite to Natalia's level because Natalia bugs me more, but she knows some moves and they look okay. But I find the stuff in between, she looks awkward Which and slow. We, that, didn't, that didn't used to be the case. Right? But I thought this was a good match, and it's, yeah. and it's at least notches above what Stanley we get had a lot. I some solid sequences. Yeah, and there was like a decent amount of time, I feel like. Yeah. I don't think it was amazing, but... And I think Stanley did the best she could. Um, it was just okay. Last of the match, or la last show of the match, that kind of... Last match of the show. What there you the go. Hell? Nailed it. Uh yeah, so that, that, that's a little rough. Statlander is honestly an impressive combination of power and athleticism. And Taya's experienced veteran, who I would suggest has lost a step or two. And I think it's a solid defense for Statlander, but still, like, give her time to speak and develop some sort of character. And, and also, like, build a credible rival, right? You need, you need to build a strong champion that we care about and then some sort of rival that we really want to see them have matches or whatever right and they're not doing either of those things so there's just like the women's division is kind of just there right build up a, a rival for her have some heel monster come in and just start killing everybody heat up 
Nyla Rose, somebody, right? But it's always just like someone who's now won a match on the internet gets a title shot yeah. and there's nothing behind it. Yeah. I think the me. story here was decent. Yeah, with Ty, like, because kind of being mad that she did the groundwork. There. Exactly. That was kind of cool. There, so like, there was something there for this but one. But I just think it amounted to not a lot. And it wasn't like Ty was going to win. There's yeah. no universe where she wins the title here, right? So Especially if she lost to JD. They need White. to build the champion. They need to build a rival challenger and, and get this hot. Like, it hasn't been that way since Brit and Thunder Rosa. We're not huge Thunder yeah. Rosa people, this but title that feud was huge. I don't think the TBS title specifically has ever really been no. that hot. Because Jade, like, I guess just had hot it. at the beginning, but, like, she's just had it for, like, over a year right. or whatever. And so, yeah, I think both the women's titles need something. Me too. Need a shot up the arm or shot up the ass or whatever it is. <laughs> no, in the arm probably. Shot in the arm. Like I, li- I like shot in the, the ass better. Sure. Uh, you need to shoot him in the ass. That's what, that's what you need to do. Okay. Um, We're going to get the explicit uh, tag this week, <laughs> I think, on our podcast. What, if I say ass enough times? That's probably it. Yeah. Anyways, keep going, man. Okay. This is going to be... We're already an hour and a half. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I got things to do today. Um, oh, yeah. Well... No, you'll be fine. Keep speaking. Um, next, <laughs> the last thing is Eddie Kingston revealing the last partner for the Elite's team. Um, so he walked out uh to talk about team with the Elite. He said he had put a shirt on because he had surgery and he ate a lot of ice cream. Is that his reference to being fat? Now? He is very large right He's now, rotund. Really yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Nice. Um, he claimed that Young Bucks and Kenny Omega left because he because uh they didn't respect him or he didn't respect them or something. Uh, he said that a guy that's supposed to be his homeboy might be mad at him, and but Eddie can't send Claudio Castagnoli at all. ROH stuff. Uh, John Mox has gone in the ring and said that Eddie is drawing a line up for Bindor, and Eddie said they hated Claudio. Mox looked like he wanted to say something, but he didn't say it. He was like kind of muttering. Um, Eddie Kingston announced that Ishii is the fifth guy. He went to the ring. The Black Bull jumped him in Kingston, and then I feel like Mox had just disappeared. I don't know where he went. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe it's because he didn't want to attack Kingston, but I legitimately have no idea. That's where probably he went. it. He's they're keeping him but, like, from being we definitely didn't, I didn't even anti. See him. Like, it's just like I no. looked back up and I was just like, where, "Where's Moxley?" Like, yeah, <laughs> it was weird. Uh, but then Brian Danson called out Okada. Okada came out. Uh, they had a stare down. Uh, Yuta attacked him from behind. Uh, you. Um, Brian accidentally hit Yuta with a psycho knee, avoided a rainmaker. Yuta but took a rainmaker Yuta. instead, cause, and he took he sold that well, because um, Yuta's the whipping boy. He is. Um, and so then there's this bit of a stare down to end the show. Yeah, um, I said it before, but Eddie keeps bringing up how much he hates the Bucks, and I don't feel his rival with Claudio is enough to warrant, and he's trying really hard, and Excalibur I was I in. I think it works. Ex- I liked it a lot more with Mox and Eddie, though, because I really love their dynamic anytime they're together. So it's funny you say that. I also found Excalibur was really trying hard to convince me that Claudio and Eddie have this blood feud, right? I know they have a bitter feud from ROH. I just don't know the details of it, so it's a little bit of a disconnect. Right. So I think it feels like Eddie knows this logic is flawed a little. His delivery seemed off until he started engaging a bit with Mox, and then I felt like he was back to himself. I love them together. Me I remember too. their feud in 2020 with the I Quit match was yeah. awesome. Their tag run was awesome. This could be awesome. So I felt they're, like that's when he was yeah, himself. They're again. always so real together to me. And it feels like they do have this really like brother like bond. And it's always just so real. And it's always entertaining. Like, I just think there's they've got really good chemistry. They together, do. And I think that's a really cool element to throw into everything that's going on. So I think that was my favorite part of this for sure. And then also like, so I think Ishii is kind of a disappointment to me. Um, and that's not a knock against Ishii. 
He was already here and did a bunch of stuff. He already right. worked North America like right. last he's year. He's worked AEW a bunch of times. He was in the Hohen Hart tournaments we were talking about. Yep. He was at Forbidden Door. He's, I swear he's popped up at least once or twice in the past year since then. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and he's kind of older now. Like, and he can still kind of go, but his style to me is just, like, it's not the most entertaining. I think it's it's good for, like, a TV pop, but, like, I don't know. I just want, if it wasn't Ibushi even, I just want someone a little more exciting than Ishii. Yeah. Like, I was just hoping for someone better, and it was, like it's okay, I guess. It's just it's not exciting at all, really. And so I'm a little disappointed that not Ibushi. And getting at least one interaction between Danielson and Okada before the match is cool too. I think this is, does a solid go d- job of being a go home segment. Yeah. Although I think I pr- would have preferred last week's. Me too. As it's kind of like um with the double nothing build, I would have preferred just the elite one week too long. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like the elite reformation was perfect. This would have been. Like, I think I would have put this before or not at all. And Danielson dodging the Rainmaker obviously makes yeah. sense. That's he, like a he classic He does a good job thing. of, like, getting out of there quick. So I remember he did that with the Buckshot a lot, too. Yeah. Because that was kind of, like, his kind of heelish run, remember? When he was, like, kicking right. the Dark Order's head in and stuff. Yep. Uh, overall, this show felt, I don't know, the mark, the grade came easily to me. It felt like a B show to me, right? Like, there's no match... Like last week was it with MJF and Cole where I'm yeah, like, yeah, last amazing. week was really strong. What did we it? give that again? I don't remember what I gave. It. I think you gave it an A minus and I gave it a B plus. But I liked Hardys and Guns for what it was. I did I gave it a B plus. the I don't con- the concession brawl cost the marks obviously for yeah. me. Um, I, I think also to me the lack of a a good main event match because I think the segment was a solid end of the show. Don't get me wrong, but like just combination of Taya and. Satlin just being okay mm-hmm. and then not having a follow match kind of hurts it for me too because I always like to end strong, right? Like, what was your match of the night? The six man tag, probably? Probably. And that wasn't even amazing. Agree. So, but I did, I did think they moved storylines for Forbidden Door and they did stuff like that. Um, yeah, they did segments. a good job of doing like a last minute build. Kind and of. I really like the Osprey uh, callous part. So I, I think it's a B. Like, I was entertained. It's yeah. just the in ring stuff wasn't yeah. amazing this week. Yeah, in ring wasn't the best. Like, I thought the opener was solid. The consistent same brawl was a waste of time uh six man tag was the most fun match of the show and the tag match was pretty solid as well uh then the women's match was okay yep um then the segment segment was i did enjoy the last segment i thought that was really good i think the highlight of the show was cole and mjf that was easily mm-hmm. the best segment uh callus and osprey had a nice little bit elite and blackpool also had nice promos um i think the strength of this show is the storyline progression um and they do have to kind of do some last minute builds and i think collision can also help with that later tonight but I think they did a solid job of that. Like, they even built a women's title match there. So, I think that's solid. And, yeah, I think it's a perfect B show because nothing amazing. But it was all pretty solid. Yep. And then we'll talk about that more later when we get to our Forbidden Door preview. We will. Previewing a show we're going to. I don't... Have we done that before? I don't think we have. Because... Uh, were we not... Other than maybe Rebellion. I think Impact. Right. That was probably yeah, one of the probably. ones. Because we did go to TakeOver, but that was pre-pod because that was pre-pandemic. Right. So, I think this might be, like, the first, like major show no offense to impact exciting might be the first major show that we're previewing that we're going to i think that's that's kind of neat that's cool that is neat all right well uh we're done with AEW for now and we'll take a look at some trivia in a segment we like to call off the top of his head okay so we're going back to chat gpt love it all right and so i said the prompt i put in because you actually made me think of this last week when we were talking about money in the bank matches and you were saying like non-money in the bank matches or something. So I was like, yeah, let's talk about 15 
best matches at WWE Money in the Bank that were not Money in the Bank matches. Oh, that, okay? I feel that's just begging it to For, screw I it up. I think so too. That's just begging it. And to I didn't screw do multiple choice, sorry. so we'll see how this goes. So. Oh, God. And here's what it spat out for me. While Money in the Bank matches are known for their high stakes and unpredictable okay. outcomes, okay. there have been several exceptional non-Money in the Bank okay. matches that's, at that's WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view event. That's Here promising. are 15 of the best matches at Money in the Bank that were not Money in the Bank ladder matches. Okay, that, that, that's promising, but I still don't trust them. So let's see. WWE Championship Match 2011. Yeah, that's okay. Punk Cena. That's, Correct. That, okay, good. That's, a, that's the one I would They're on a roll. Think of. Oh, and sorry, I should have gone counted backwards, maybe. Oh, well, we'll just go in the order they gave them to me. WWE Championship Match 2013. Oh, is that Cena and Mark Henry? It's saying it's not that. But I can't tell you if that's right or not. Oh, uh, what, what? They're is... saying Daniel Bryan and Orton. That could be right. So you don't know either. I, I think I'm right, though. Um, let me look. So... I, no, it can't be right. Tell me why. This Orton is won money in the bank on that show. Okay, there you go. John C. and Mark Henry, what up? Chat GBT, what is wrong? Up? It's 1 1. And Daniel Bryan was in that money in the bank match, too. <laughs> nice. Oh, God. Okay, so I knew I was right. There we go. WWE Championship match 2015. WWE Championship match 2015? Yeah. Rollins and Ambrose. Correct. Ladder match. Agreement. Uh, does it say it does say in a dramatic ladder match? Yep. You're right. With Rollins emerging there. victorious? Barely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had the title until he was injured, and then remember he competed in the tournament where he was injured. Some so Chat GPT lore. 2016 match where one person they're saying solidified his status as a top star in WWE in an incredible back and forth contest. Styles and Cena. Correct. Yeah. All right. They're on fire. I wouldn't say that was a solidifying match for him. Probably the SummerSlam one. How dare you? That's arguable. It was the match. That was a match at least. So. WWE Championship match 2016. Yeah. I was hoping they would say that one. Uh, Rollins and Reigns. I nice. love that match. They got that it. That match was sweet. Yeah, the chat GPT is doing really well this week. Only mm. one botch yeah, out Rollins of five. That was Rollins' big return match. That was right. That match was sweet. I would U- watch that again. Universal Championship match 2017. Nope. No. No. There wasn't a brutal match for the Universal. No. That, no, no that, because that was that, that was the one year. Kevin Owens retain? No. With help from interference from Braun Strowman? No. Against, Wait, against Roman Reigns? Correct. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we this go. This is funny. This is what I like. This is for. really funny. Okay. All right. So, first off, um, the reason I said no right away is because. Whoops. Um, the, in 2017, for some reason, I'd never liked the decision. I remember even as a kid, I didn't like it. But SmackDown got Money in the Bank that year. That mm-hmm. was the year Corbin won the briefcase, remember? And sure. Carmella won the briefcase. I remember him time. winning. Yeah, so that was the year. And that they had the blue they that when that was when they brought back the blue briefcase the one time. Point being, this was still the era of the red universal title, meaning that was on Raw, meaning it wasn't on the show at all. Okay. So that is already wrong. And also, if you want to, like, just so you know, the world title match on that show was Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. So we're in that era. Amazing. And the funniest bit of this to me, the Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns match was Braun Strowman's interference. That did happen that year, but that was at Royal Rumble. Okay. And no DQ match. So that was... That's a miss. Like, many months before. So that is very funny to me. Last man standing match for the WWE Championship 2018. Uh, Nakamura and Styles. Correct. Yeah. And it says yeah. WWE Styles retained. Yep. Triple Threat Match 2018. I title don't. Match. 
anything? Uh, let me just see there. Intense encounter. No. So, two people in AEW. Oh no, all three in AEW. I don't know if this match happened. I don't know. Was any. Big Cass ever in a triple threat? In 2018, he wasn't in a triple threat. No, I'm pretty sure he faced Daniel Bryan. So they're saying Cass, Cass Brian. Samoa Joe, and Bryan in tri- uh, 2018 no, Money in the I Bank. I think. Uh, okay. Wait, hold on. I, okay, so I Fact almost check positive it was. But hold on, because the next one is still 2018, so don't look okay, it up okay, yet. Okay. Intercontinental Championship match. Bronze and Elias. Correct. Okay, so that I knew the that next one. one's 2018 as well. Hold okay, on. Okay. SmackDown okay. Women's Championship match. That would be Carmella and Oscar and James Ellsworth interfered. Nope, they're saying Lynch and Flair. No. Okay, so now you can go look it up. The Cass one, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right that it was Cass and Daniel Bryan because I remember they had a feud off of the back of Bryan's return, so that should be right. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan defeated Big Cass by submission, and Samoa Joe should be in the Money in the Bank if I'm correct. Yes, he is. Okay, so the three way was I believe that was the qualifying match for Money in the Bank, so that would have been on SmackDown. Gotcha. So that is not right. And then I was obviously right about Rollins Elias. I remember that because Rollins reused his 2015 gear, you know, the black and right. gold look. And then, yep, Carmella Asuka with James Ellsworth. Yeah, I, I knew that one. Because nice. I remember that was the one where James Ellsworth dressed as Asuka. And it was weird. And oh, yeah. Like, That's that. Uh, yeah. Univer- Universal Championship match 2019. Uh, Rollins and Styles. Correct. Yeah, that was nice. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match 2019. Usos and something? Usos and New Day. Uh, so I guess that makes sense. Okay, wait, hold on. Is there any other 2019 ones? Because... Uh, no. Okay, I want to see if that's actually happened because that could be like, that could be any year from 2016 to like 20, to basically to this year. So, Uso, no. Okay, here's the funny part. And it was the match that I was going to say too. I was going to say Usos versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. And that's what it was. Oh, we liked that. Yeah. Remember we liked Rowan a lot in that? Was that that one? Oh, no, that was. No, that was uh, AEW. Right. That was the Death Triangle. Uh, so they made a mistake. That, there. Sorry, that was like Hustle Black and No, but so I that's the one I thought it was too. And I was like, but see, if I didn't check it, I would have believed because yeah, they've had seven hundred matches. Yeah, and that's an easy time for the they were likely on SmackDown together. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. WWE Championship match twenty twenty. Oh, Rollins and McIntyre. Correct. Yeah. Universal Messiah, Rollins, baby. Universal Championship match twenty twenty one. Reigns and Edge. Yep. And finally, Raw Women's Championship match 2021. Maybe, if they're right. Was it Ripley? That was Ripley and Charlotte. According to them, yes. Yeah, because then Nikki Ash cashed in on Charlotte. So what, they botched maybe four in there? There was the one major one, which was that. That was As long as there's one that makes you laugh, that's good. The 2017 was pretty funny. So it wasn't bad. All right, so we'll finish up trivia, turn back around into some wrestling highlights and lowlights from the week that was in what we like to call high spots and rest holds. All right, so you said you did have something from Raw? I got a few. Go for it. What was good? Um, what was bad? High spot was Champa's back. Nice. And um, additionally, so is his NXT theme, which was pretty good. Oh, good. And his first name. Nice. That's good. Yeah, I agree. With all of those things are, are good. Yep, Three good things in one. That's all good. Three high uh, spots. Rest hold, Trish Stratus qualifying for Money in the Bank. It's 2023. What is this? Yes, that's... That's beyond bizarre. Yeah. And she won by DQ, so that's just the cherry on top. <laughs> nice 
um, high spot, and I think you'll agree from NXT, uh, Balor's upped aggression and repeated attacks on yes, Rollins. Yes, he looks cool. Um, I like the better presentation for Balor and making him more of a threat. I'm still certain Rollins will retain, obviously, but the stronger Balor looks the better. And additionally, I would like Balor with the title in the future. Not, I don't really want him to beat Rollins right now, and I'm not saying he has to beat Rollins in the future, but like at some point down the line, Me I too. think I'd like to have him with the proper world title run because he never got his fair shake and his heel work in nxt was awesome so yep. he's capable judgment of judgment day is obviously a little different but i still think it could work me too um i do wish he was in money in the bank kind of i think that'd be cool but um at the same time i'm glad it's la Knight. speak of speaking of which mm-hmm. high spot uh la Knight's promo on the money in the bank field i showed you this mm-hmm. man he was over yeah when he's, he came uh, out it, the reaction was nice which means he won't win um, <laughs> so um, he had some good rows for logan paul too that was really funny and the crowd did the la night thing with him it was really nice uh he's hot as hell right now it was it was really good he is um, fun I'm, man. I'm loving it. i'm on the hype train too um yep I'm, I'm loving la night right now it's it's really great he's and a- i'm surprised my friend um my xbox friend who like he likes sports entertainment he he's not an la night guy i'm he really surprised spo- he's good sports entertainment he's saying he's saying like he's not that great in the ring and he's, he's like and he's I'm fine like, and to me, I'm like, I'm like, since when have you cared about that? Yeah, he's like, totally fine. LA Knight's, and I'm saying like he's better than most. Like he's better than some of the guys my friend likes. And yeah, like he's got charisma up the wazoo. I'll say he it does. again. Like he's awesome. But um, a wrestle from that segment was so Logan Paul's Money in the Bank now. I probably could put that in without a qualifying super, match, right? Because yeah, without just because yeah, because Logan Cause he Paul. called people, I guess. Yeah. Um. So my wrestle was he, he got the better of everyone in the melee. Of course. And so look. Like, Paul's good in the ring, right? And he is. I'm not, that's not my issue with him. And, and I think we've both said that plenty of times. Um, but it's just kind of annoying that now with his addition to the field, everyone else has to kind of play second fiddle, fiddle and bump for him. And it's stupid. Especially Butch, which that's the part that really gets me out, obviously. Poor Butch, when he came out, they did like the Shawn Michaels, Mike Knox bit where like Paul's like, who is this? And he I said, heard they and didn't he know who he was. If, um, he asked if it's take your pet to work day. Disrespectful. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah. And before Butch just attacked him and the melee ensued. And then Paul obviously got the better of it with a big dive taking out everybody. Sure. And like he can, Paul can be in fine because I'm sure he'll perform well. And I'm honestly, he he's good. From an in ring perspective, I'm perfectly okay with Logan, yep. Paul, Logan Paul being in there. I as don't a want, human being, less so. As a human being, as a winner, I don't want that, obviously. Right. But like, I just don't like that it has to affect everyone else negatively and namely Butch. Like, it, that just kind of sucks. And Pete Dunn has to be on the horizon for the love of God. Mm hmm. Like, I need to be done. Please have him turn heel here. I don't care. Actually, Somehow. No. It probably wouldn't be a good idea in London because everyone loves to be done. That's right. All you right. have to. Um, I'm good until SmackDown. All right. So NXT first uh, rest hold right out of the gate. I thought an unnecessary stipulation ruins what would probably be a really good match. And that was Tyler Bate taking on Wesley. But we get Mustafa Ali as the special guest referee. And his presence distracted a ton from a match that Wait, you're I really, not going to comment how good of a job he did that I really want to see. Um, it was weird. He starts out counting really fast for bait and really slow for Lee. And then for some reason, he seems to switch to like a consistent normal cadence. So I don't know what he what? was doing. And in general, he just took a lot of attention for what ended up being no real reason. So the finish, both men kind of fall off the top. I think it might have been a headbutt. And then Ali goes to the floor because uh, Lee fell to the floor and Bate fell in the ring and he encourages Lee to get into the ring to beat the 10 count. And he does and then basically hits the cardiac kick for a win after 13 minutes. Um, so there was some good action in there, but honestly, the presence of Ali didn't add anything. And I think, I don't think it furthered any story between the three of them other than letting us know that this is where Ali fits on NXT, right? Is within this orbit sort of thing. Yeah. 
And Lee versus Bate had potential to be a phenomenal match, but this wasn't it, and I didn't quite understand why they made this choice. But uh, another rest hold, surprise, surprise. You'll be shocked to hear another Gigi Dolan vignette. Ooh. So she's out on the street looking at some graffiti, and she's always been drawn to creativity. She's been rejected by friends, family, and life, and that sets her apart from everyone else. She has the freedom to create whatever enters her mind. Yeah, okay. And That's, I, I'm yeah. pretty tough on her sometimes this one's not entirely her fault this her delivery wasn't great here i'm not saying it was but this is one of those scripting issues right yeah i I don't i really hate those lines on often happens in wwe the wording of this is just not how people talk right this is i don't know anyone who would like actually talk like that it's super unnatural sarcastically right right and it dooms the wrestler to sound dumb right there's not much they can do it's not how human beings communicate what i see from her her delivery is never the best already so when you're just piling that on it's obviously not going to be great and then they follow it up with a rest hold because kiana james kiana james gets a chance to respond to this and she doesn't sound very good either and she calls she says that what Gigi calls art, right? The graffiti she is, calls a, fart. is a waste of real estate because business, uh, right? She's always business. doing the business. Uh, James is fueled by results, but they're not as different as Gigi says. She also broke rules as a kid, but grew up. She has ambition, which Gigi can't even spell. <laughs> Gigi is swimming in a pool of mediocrity. Again, because that's a phrase people use all the time, right? I don't um, think so. Not great delivery, more writing that sounds unnatural. Same complaints I had about Dolan. Apply them to Kiana James here. Uh, high spot. The flip side of these two character work is Thea Hale. Lots of women on a two-hour show. Take notes, AEW. <laughs> um, Thea Hale is 19 years old, man. And she is so impressive. She's the over-the-top perky. Like, she's scrappy-doo, basically, right? But Except she's, it's not stupid like Butch. She's amazing she's somehow at it. Um, she was involved in a really long in-ring segment with Chase U. Eventually, Tiffany Stratton comes out. And it ends with Hale putting a Kimura on Stratton and Stratton tapping out. Um, so Hale obviously isn't going to beat Stratton. And I don't think Hale's amazing in the ring yet. She's fine. But she is doing well, a good as long job. As she's not doing flipping arm jacks. No. She's doing a good job developing. Um in NXT and her involvement with Dempsey and Gulak is going to be something that comes to a head at some point, right? Because she's with Chase U, but which are faces, but also training with two heels. So something's got to give there, but it's been decent mid card, long-term storytelling, right? Like I don't mind it. So, and her performances are, she seems like she'll be around forever because she will be willing, like Grimes, right? Give her anything and she'll perform the hell out of it. Even if it's stupid, she's going to kill it. Right. Um, Rest hold the Creed's talking backstage. Just another awkward segment here. You have Ivy and Julius watching the schism segment that I don't, won't even mention on a tablet. Uh, it's basically... Mentioned. It was basically Gacy wondering if he's affecting people's losses. And, and the Drake was basically like, yeah, it is. And then it's like, Ava's like, oh, hey. And he's like, hey, we're supposed to be honest with each other. And he's holding us back sort of thing. So whatever. Anyways, Brutus comes in as the other two are watching this on a tablet. And they talk about Schism being a cancer in NXT. And then I think Julius makes a short joke about Ivy. Brutus makes a big head joke about Julius. A cauliflower ear joke from Ivy. I don't know. It's just these guys are hit and miss. And this was a miss. They just sounded awkward and uncomfortable. It's supposed to make them sound like they're really chummy, right? And they rip on each other. But it didn't feel natural at all. Um I think you might have watched this. I thought the triple threat match, tag match, was actually really fun. 
I saw a bit of it, yeah. Briggs, I, I might have watched it, actually. Briggs and Jensen, Hank and Tank, and Bleed and Inafe, right? Um, nine minutes. I thought it was really good, fast-paced, no lulls. Yeah, like, there was non-stop. a lot of, like... Yeah, it was just it kept going kind of. I thought Briggs looks impressive. He's the most experienced of all of them, right? He's been wrestling a while. I, I thought everybody evolve, right? everybody did a pretty good, he was a pretty good job. He was their champion at one point, I think. Uh, I so, remember seeing him on the show, like I think that Austin Theories. I remember when they did yes, like the one that was on the network, exactly. the tenth anniversary. He was for sure on that. Yeah. Uh, so That's probably how they got him. Briggs and Jensen hit a heart attack to. Who would that be? Tank, I'm assuming. I just can't spell. But an Afe comes off the top to break up the pin, and then Blade quickly follows up with a top rope splash of his own onto Tank, and they sort of steal the win and earn the title shots against Gallus. Quick, fun TV match that had some stakes, right? At least it was for a title shot. Um, yeah. And it's crazy to think that Briggs and Jensen are the experienced team at this point. Yeah, bunch, that right? kind of made me sad that they're the experienced ones. They're kind of growing on me as like, um, like a brawling tag, like... Uh, APA kind of thing, you know what I mean? Just sort of that style. Um, The format of this seemed to work for less experienced guys in the match because it was just really quick. You didn't have a ton of time working, right? Um, Over-delivered for me quite a bit. Rest hold, Thorpe and Kemp decide on a raw underground match. You told me this too ahead of time, right? Um, I haven't enjoyed Thorpe so far. I didn't really enjoy raw underground matches, so I don't think there's much choice I'm going to enjoy this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't like Daba Kato? It could Dolph over- Ziggler shoot fighting. It could over deliver, I guess, if I have low expectations. Because I think there's future for Kemp as a heel. Uh, I'm not sure about Thorpe so far. Then we get like, wow. As I'm looking back, there's a lot of rest holds on here. Um, it's Jade Cora Jade taken on Dana Brooke is another rest hold. Oh, that sounds like a high spot. I don't think either of these women are good in the ring. Uh, so this is pretty much what I expected. You had. Brooke selling a knee injury. I will say she did on one part do like a handspring thing and really did a good job of the knee just collapsing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, there was some of that to the point where she stretchered out and then c- sort of comes back after a commercial. So uh, then you get the finish was a single leg crab by Jade, but Brooke won't tap out. So the ref has to call for the bell. Jade wins. 11 minutes. Um, I thought this was kind of limited action. I do enjoy targeting injuries, but I don't think Jade has a varied enough attack at this point in her career. Not really her fault. She's inexperienced, right? But um, neither of these two seem to be getting better. The difference is one's 21. And one's Dana Google Brooke. Dana Brooks' age for me right now. Um, okay, I got it. And she's been wrestling forever, and she still looks bad. Like, she, her offense doesn't 34. look... Yeah, okay. So she's been around a while. Um, high spot. Believe it or not, an engaging Von Wagner segment. That is crazy. I really liked it because you know I like reality and sort of truth in yeah. in woven in to stuff. So last week, right, he admitted that he does trust Robert Stone. So they're kind of sitting in an empty arena together, I think. And Vaughn finally opens up about the childhood picture of him with like a million staples in his head. So he has a, had a condition, I forget what it's called, some fancy medical term, basically where his skull was fused into place and wasn't going to grow properly. So he had to have yeah, a 14-hour surgery where they literally cut from one ear to the other. Um, they sa- he says they, they show pictures of the surgery and recovery. He says they cut him from ear to ear, pulled his face down and fixed his skull and basically gave him a life. Um, and Stone's sitting there being supportive, like, and you were just a kid. And, and Vaughn's talking about how kids were mean and would make fun of him, obviously, because he had this giant scar across his whole head um, before every, his hair and everything would grow back and it would heal. 
Um, and I was really into this. And this really baby-faced Von Wagner, his delivery's still not great. But the fact that he was sort of talking about his life experiences and not a script that's poorly written by writers, um, I really like this. And, and this was by far oh, the most interesting. Disgusting. It's it's pretty crazy stuff. I but don't ever want to hear that again. A really, really cool segment for no, him. That's good, but I don't ever want to hear that again. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. High the spot. Oda. Another high spot. We had Corbin and Carmelo Hayes have a face-to-face in the ring ahead of uh, their championship match, I guess. And I thought it was really good. You had Melo being like cocky and mocking the characters that Corbin played with his lack of success winning championships, getting cut from the NFL at an age where Melo was already winning titles and stuff. And then Corbin's response is basically, yeah, but I've got a like $2 million house and I've made all this money off all this stupid stuff you say I have done has made me way richer than you are, right? Kind of coming at it from that Mm -hmm. angle, which I thought made sense for him. Um, so I liked the back and forth. They both sounded good and their points were consistent with their character and kind of made sense from their point of view, I thought, right? And I felt like Mello had a bit more of his edge back. Um, not quite the heel edge, but more personal attacks on Corbin that were good. And Corbin's just brushing them all aside, right? And going, yeah, but I'm wealthy and own a bunch of stuff kind of thing. So I'm not sure how great the match will be, but I thought this was a really good pro wrestling segment. Then of Rest Hold, believe it or not, a match between... Lash Legend and oh, yeah, you told me. what's her face, Jackson? Takara. Thank you. Uh, and Feroz and Leon. So, first of all, I don't know if you can Google image any pictures from it. With my colorblindness, it looked like they were all wearing the same outfits, basically. And I'm okay. sure you're going to look and go, nope, it's blue and something, something. But to me, I was like, they are wearing the similar outfits. But, anyways, so lola vice and electra lopez walk out onto the ramp um and this match was about what you would expect no one involved in this is very polished i think leon and feroz at least bring some fire and energy to things so they dive onto oro mensa to take him out on the floor leon returns back into the ring walks into a big boot from lash and uh lash and jackson win after only Dude. three minutes the heels are wearing pink and the babies are wearing blue what i knew you're you gonna on? i'm colorblind man dude but like you're, a color deficient. B. How is it that bad? Uh, that's just uh, to me Jeez. on our TV. That is not even the same thing. Anyways, wow, it was that is for me. okay. Yeah, wow. Okay, no. Um. So apparently we're getting an angle with Jackson, Legend, Lopez, and Vice, and that could lead to like an all-time bad match. I feel like so that's something to look forward to. If this um, one didn't already. I was slightly annoyed that Mensa looked silly here because I thought he picked up some momentum from the Heritage Cup match where he looked pretty good, but he was the silly standing around too long baby face getting taken out by the women heel. diving onto him. Sorry, or heel, sorry. Uh, then a high spot. The main event was really good. I don't know if you saw it, but... No, um, but I would expect that. 17-minute match. Rollins wins. I think he had to hit two curb stomps. He's seriously selling the injured midsection, right? Um, thanks to Balor's vicious attacks on Raw, I believe, correct? Yeah. Um, and Braun looked really aggressive and sort of targeting that with lots of throws and suplexes and spears and things. And Rollins doing a good job of selling, but still kicking out of everything. You had the classic, looked really good too. You probably saw the highlight of Rollins hitting the splash through the table at I ringside. Don't think I have yet. It looked really good. Uh, Braun hit a Frankensteiner and a Gorilla Press Slam for as a believable near fall as you're going to get in this. Um, Really good match. If this was a tryout for Braun against established main roster talent, then I'd say he was really successful. Um, he's now much better as an explosive heel, right? Like he can yeah. just dish out punishment. Um, and working with someone like Rollins allows him to raise his game as expected, right? Uh, excellent main event. The crowd was really into it as well. 
So a really successful return to NXT for for Rollins here really helped establish Braun as a a pretty strong heel here. All right, moving to Impact. I thought the opening six-man tag was was solid. It was only six minutes. It was Myers in good hands, defeated OVE. We had a run-in from Moose, allowed Myers to hit the roster cut to somebody. So fast pace, and you've got uh, still furthering the story of Moose might be joining Myers' group. Fulton had one impressive spot where he had a guy for a power slam and then choke slam two other people. So like he did World's Strongest Slam while also choke slamming two people. You know what I mean? Which I looked which, that's, that's that's weird picturing it in my mind, but it looked pretty cool. And I think Callahan and Chris work well together. They've they've wrestled a lot together in the past, right? And I like Myers in a good hand, so I was okay with this. I actually also thought Eddie Edwards and Kaz had a good conversation backstage because they are going to be tagged up in the main event against Bully Ray and Macklin. Why? Uh, great question. I can't remember. But basically, Kaz doesn't trust Eddie Edwards at this point, which makes sense. And Eddie does a good job to try and convince him and eventually says he swears on the life of their sw- shared trainer. I think it was Killer Kowalski trained both of them. Both of them Is sorry. dead? I think so. And that's why you're swearing on his life uh, anyways kaz seems to sort of wouldn't kaz know that kaz seems to find that convincing um i thought both did a good job it was a believable little segment didn't like dango beating Gujar in three minutes even though i like dango's new character and before the match he took the mic like he was gonna the crowd's chanting divas reject mm-hmm. and he picks up the match like or the mic like he's gonna say something and all he says is i hate pro wrestling and that's it which i thought was funny um I just didn't love him beating Gujar because Gujar, I think, is promising and he's just coming off his like impact documentary or diary or whatever thing. So it seemed like a bit of a poor choice. The match was fine. It ended up with Santino. So what was it? Dango grabs a phone. They were trying to say it was Gujar's phone and maybe it was. And so he's like filming himself on Gujar's phone and Morella comes down and hits him with the Cobra, obviously. Rest hold Nevaeh's back, as you mentioned to me last time. But she is tangled up with Jessica and Courtney Rust trying to convince them that they're Havoc and Rosemary, Undelled Realm, blah, blah, blah. No need to elaborate. It's supernatural garbage. Also, Zicky Dice is getting trained as a referee so that he can help Swinger win matches because, remember, if he wins 50, he gets a title shot. And this is just stupid low-card comedy stuff that Impact can't resist. Don't like it. High spot, decent tag team match with a dumb finish, I thought. Um, the design took on Gresham and Bailey. So the design, this version is Khan and Angels. Um, eight minute tag match. Angels, Gresham and Bailey can all really wrestle. So a lot of the action was pretty good. Khan even got a couple decent power spots and dealing with double teams and stuff. Finish was Bailey missed the tornado kick. Angels hit a really nice second rope Spanish fly. Angels is climbing up the ropes to hit a move. And Diener, for some reason, climbs onto the apron and is like, finish him. I need you to finish the match. This is the, what, the plan, blah, blah, blah. And Angels literally says to him, and you could hear him go, what do you think I'm doing? Right? Which I was like, exactly. Why are you delaying yeah. the guy? So yeah, anyways, Diener's stalling of Angels allows Bailey to miss, like move out of the way of the splash. Tornado kick absolutely nails the ultimate weapon and they win. So... It's like the designer in this infinite loop, right? Enter a feud, lose the feud, have some dissension in your group, and repeat. <laughs> Rinse, repeat. So I'm really hoping that this time Angels gets out of this group because I, he, in ring, he's really good. Character-wise, I struggle, but anyways. He doesn't have the look. Of- he's, a, he's a legitimate X Division guy, though, I think, right? Like, 
he can be a contender there. And then Diener and Khan could disappear into the ether for all I care. I don't think they're out. Undead realm. They're uh, right. They're offering much right now. Um, high spot, I thought Wild and Taylor Wild and Killer Kelly had a decent match, pretty quick. But then it's um, leading to the formation of a cool tag team. So Kel- Killer Kelly ends up winning the match with a roll up, and then the Coven, obviously because who's the other Coven person is out there Coven with? King. There you go. So they start beating on Killer Kelly, and Masha Slamovich comes down to help out Killer Kelly. And if they don't have plans for either of those two as a singles, I think them as a tag team, just an ass-kicking, violent women's tag team, would be awesome. I honestly would have them steamroll all kinds of competition and win what the What competition? They don't have much of a division there. Um, the only issue I had here was commentary really telegraphed the post-mass action, and it really annoyed me because at one point, I think it was um, Hannah Fan said, if, like, basically, like, if Killer Kelly can beat one half of the tag champs, then you would think she should earn a title shot. But who would ever team with her? Like stuff like that, right? She'd never be able to find a partner. And like, Nobody. oh, come on. Now you just it's kind of like the Alba Fire Isla Dawn team. Right. Just because, like, not just because they're dark or whatever, because I guess that's more like the Coven. But I mean, more like because they fought a bunch. Oh, hey, let's team. Right. And or the buyer. Commentary did this again at another point. I couldn't remember specifically. I remember two times being like, why are you telegraphing stuff? Um, rest hold. Demore is interviewed by Gia about the Bully Ray Macklin thing. I hate this whole angle. Demore does a decent job of speaking and conveying emotions in segments like this, but the issue is it's leading to a match for him with Bully Ray in it too. So there's just something you can't get me interested in. Main event was solid. Um, it was Edwards and Kazarian, Bully Ray and Macklin in the only match on the show that got any time at all. It got 13 minutes. There was one spot where Edwards tried to super kick Macklin uh, as Kaz was holding him, but he kicked Kaz instead. So commentary was saying that, that Macklin moved out of the way, but I rewound it and he didn't move. It was just Eddie kicking Kaz in the face. So if that was the thing, then I think it could be cool, right? Like Eddie was like, I swear on our trainer, but then did kick him in the face. It's either that or Macklin didn't move when he was supposed to. So I'm interested to see if I it's actual storyline. That's true. Um, Kaz looked good in this, I thought. The heels ended up winning with an assisted neckbreaker, which I don't know if they were trying to say was like an inverted 3D, but it was just like a, a, a assisted neckbreaker. It looked kind of lame to me. One guy lifts and you just hit a neckbreaker. I guess, yeah. Didn't I'm look great. I'm trying to imagine. But anyways, um, that is all I had. Do you have anything from SmackDown? Uh, yeah, I only have one thing, which is the Usos promo. That was pretty good. Uh, post bloodline split from last week, so yep. I thought that was good. I've always enjoyed their promo delivery ever since their heel turn. For sure, even like as faces, their their delivery is really cool. Yep. Um, and so I always like that. I like their angle here. Uh, the bit where they say they still love Roman because they're family, but he was disrespecting them was cool. Like, makes sense. Not not supposed to be what family is, but I I don't know. I liked it. I like their whole shtick, and I like that they have this disdain for Paul Heyman now, especially Jay, because he's been an outsider the whole time, but that was never acknowledged like it was with Sammy. Right. And it's like Paul has just been like accepted as the wise man. So I know like I like now that they're kind of having issue with Roman, they have they're taking numbers with Heyman as well, which right. I think makes sense. Something that works. I think the match will be pretty sweet. There's another high profile tag match, which like I'm third, very happy they're doing. Row. Yeah, Roman still aren't a big tag team, but it's still a tag match, so it works. Yep. I agree. No, that's, that's cool. It. Nothing else from SmackDown looked really good. I did see that LA Knight uh, faced Mysterio. Yeah. I don't know if he won though. Yeah. So probably. Feels like he should, at least. Which makes me think he didn't. Right. Uh, okay, so we'll, you said you didn't have anything, no updates in the figure world, so we're going to no. go into the final segment which the, this week, sorry, which will be us making our predictions for a show we may have mentioned we're going to tomorrow, and that is AEW Forbidden Door. 
And sorry, you're right. It's AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I got to give okay. credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Citations, you know, are important. Yeah. So run through these 11 matches and let's see if we disagree on any predictions I'm here. I'm just going to disagree with you every turn. Just, just for something to, to do? Yeah. So somebody gets a sweep? <laughs> somebody wins by 100%? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. If you pick the opposite of everything I do? Well, no, that still no. wouldn't be true. No. You're right. No. Unless, unless, of, unless it's like, I think Backlash I did. Or was it? You Stand swept. You almost swept, swept something, and then I it was almost swept Mania. Roman Reigns ruined everything. Right. I that which that's crazy because the, the, the that was the two most, nights. The biggest lock you had, and it was the yeah, one that you that's didn't the funny get. part. Is like it was the big and what are the odds I almost swept Mania? Because Mania, like there's there's a bunch of matches. It's two shows, and Correct. I nearly swept the whole thing. You're and so I, smart. I'm so dumb. And I swept Stand and Deliver. I think. I think so, you might have. Because I know I swept that too. So you're so smart. Yeah. Just like, and the funny Big thing brain. is because like, I always picked like you always said to pick logical so I, I don't always do the best on main roster but then I almost sweeped the biggest show yep SummerSlam I'm coming for it right? I thought this was a mixed bag of really easy to predict and yeah. some kind of challenging yeah um, Athena Billy Starks uh, women's Owen Hart foundation tournament first round match or quarterfinal but it's the same thing correct it is tournament. the same synonymous even synonymous yeah in this case, not uh, I picked, always. I picked Athena. Why would Starks win? She's not much of anything. Athena's still ROH champ. So I was a little swayed by people going like, this is going to be a big moment for Billy Starks and her like defining no. whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to take no. Athena. Hey, if we've learned anything, um, Toronto's a good place for Athena. Correct. That we turned her heel, man. We did that, all right? We did we're, that. We're, 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 we're those people. I just don't think people even know who Starks is possibly Starks. so stars sorry i have Starks. No, Starks. Starks. she's a Starks. 90s person it must be yeah we got ricky Starks and we got billy Starks. feels like a pre-show match to me it is yeah sorry I'm, yeah i forgot to mention it's on the zero hour right they, i missed they put in the buy-in i like that that was a cool name for a pre-show yeah i would like to keep the buy-in on double or nothing because i feel like that's where it makes the most sense yeah but um i don't know i miss that because zero hour is just kind of I guess that works. That does work in a general sense, but I thought the Bion was always a cool name. Me too. Anywho, um, perhaps my least anticipated match on the main card. Probably, almost definitely. Uh, CM Punk uh, versus Satoshi Kojima. I remember he was around for a little. I think it might have been for Ben Darlis. Was, he was in AEW for like a little bit for some reason. Kojima? I don't remember why. He had like a match or two. Does he still have the Band-Aid on his face? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I think know. he has the Breathe Right strip on his nose all the time. Yeah. Is his um, thing. Owen Hart Foundation tournament first round quarterfinal whatever, um Punk uh gets the win here I thought because Kojima ain't their guy he's also way older than Punk and we're still in the try to keep Punk happy while you still can era, um to say this is the match I want to see at least as an understatement they could have at least given Punk a cooler opponent, yeah they probably could have and it is definitely Punk Punk yeah. is not losing and he's not losing to Kojima at this point. <laughs> Punk just loses to Kojima. Just this like, was one of the ones that's kind he, of a he lock. loses to Kojima. Kojima, and then we just have like another whole like media scrum issue. Right, that would be kind of funny. Imagine actually. that would be funny. Um. Okay. Uh. Next we get Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale for the AW Women's World Championship. Um. So I took Storm here. As great as Willow is, they haven't built her for a title run. And like I said earlier, with both of them being AW contracted people, they could have actually given this one a better build and given right. Willow more of a fighting chance. I like Willow a lot, and I don't like the Outcast whatsoever. But it's clear Storm ain't losing here. And I know you said a similar thing. Switching the title back so soon would run the risk of a hot potato situation. Correct. I don't think we're there yet, but I th- it would run the risk of that. And the TNT title has already been far too plagued by that. Um. And also, I think if you're gonna hot the 
hot potato the title back to someone, I would wait to give it back to Hater because I don't think Me she too. was supposed to lose it. And I don't also, either. I would vastly prefer her to have a second title run than to Storm. Me too. At this at this stage. So I would be fine with them loading Willow up with gold, but they're not going to, right? They're no. not. It just doesn't make sense here. Like I would like it, but it doesn't work. Moving the title would, even though Google doesn't like the word potatoish, it would feel <laughs> hot potatoish. Took me four tries to get potatoish down there. Um, and there seems to be, unfortunately, because it's the outcast thing, more behind Tony Storm right now than Willow, because Willow kind of accidentally won a, a, um, a belt because somebody got hurt, even though I like Willow, but it's Tony Storm for this yeah. one. So far, no disagreement. That's true. What's next? Uh, next, we have the dudes with attitudes. We'll call them that again, which is Darby Allen Sting and the mystery partner. Now, as of recording, we don't know the mystery partner because we're recording before collision. So right. I kind of figured that would happen anyway. So we're picking this without knowledge of who they're teaming with, which I don't think matters a lot anyway. No, probably not. Uh, they're taking on the team dubbed Los Suzuki Gods. It's Jazz. Uh, it's <gasps> it's Jazz versus Sass. It nice. is. Uh, Jericho, Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Um, I took Sting and Darby because I feel like they'll pick some partner that's going to help them get the win. And I feel like it'll be similar to last year, a win for these two and whoever they're teaming with. Um, and I think this time it also would further the tension between Guevara and Jericho. So I think it actually serves more of a purpose. Like you're time. reading my notes, sir. Yeah, all right. I, I have Sting, Allen, and To Be Determined. They win um, because I think they also like to give the crowd Sting wins. They just love to... The yep. crowd seems to want that, and they yeah. want to give it to and them. And that's okay, I guess. And I highly likely the Garcia Jericho situation comes to a head, and maybe um, cost them the match, kind of thing. Or sorry, Guevara Jericho and cost um, yeah. them the match, I yeah, guess. Yeah. So yeah, same picks there too. As long as Darby has cool face paint. Yep. Uh, next we get a random edition, but it's kind of part of the MJF storyline. So it's Adam Cole versus Tom Lawler, which is interesting. Right. Uh, pretty obvious Cole win here. Uh, Lawler doesn't need the win; he's not going to stick around. I think Cole picking up the win helps further the mjf storyline i think that works yeah it has to be cool he's in a prominent position in AEW right now as like the next challenger i think lawler at best is a, he's a strong guy so and lawler i don't know i'm not up on him but i can't see a loss hurting him here i right? think he's mostly I've seen him a wrestle Japan a bunch. strong guy yeah so that's not exactly top stuff. right it's got to be cool yeah um next we get orange Cassidy versus katsuri shibata versus daniel garcia versus zach sabre jr for the international championship the AEW international championship leveled up by the way <laughs> um cassidy has to get the win here i feel like um i don't see anyone else winning here and so i kind of got a justification for each person as i even though i don't think we really need to because i think i don't know i think it's pretty obvious cassidy would win i am also taking cassidy um okay yeah so here my justification was shibata is already occupied with his roh pure title and he's rarely ever on aw already he's at most he's usually a rampage draw correct literally like the tag match we've talked about was his first dynamite match right um garcia um he's already lost to cassidy so i don't think he really would get the title here and he's also after shibata's title anyways because mm -hmm. that's the title he lost to yuda so that's probably his priority so he's on, on that and sabre is a new japan guy also occupied with his own much more hideous belt so uh cassidy gets another one here but i think this one it should be really fun yeah i took should cassidy be, uh, I, I can't see his run ending here i think he needs to lose after a meaningful singles feud, yeah. I think it would be Agreed. kind of a waste to not build somebody and have yeah. it be super meaningful, Agreed. not a somewhat random feeling four-way. Um, two opponents that aren't with the company and one that is Garcia well, are not going to take this. Also not. It's weird. But yeah. Yeah, it's so Cassidy, I, agree, I think, yeah. too. But that should be a pretty Oh, yeah, nice it'll be match, really fun. Yeah. Um, so next we've got Blackpool, Combat Club, Shota Umino, and my boy, Kanosuke Takeshita versus... I put them as the Hung Bucks because... Omega's on here, so it's Hong Bucks, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. Um, 
I thought I just thought I had this thought one's that. not what easy. If, what if they get attacked? Cause, or what if I'm um, sorry, Ishii's out because he got attacked. And but I don't think it was like a a right out angle. No. So I think Ishii is obviously the one that you're gonna use. So I went with I feel like the Elite and Co are gonna get a win here. Kind of even the score from Anarchy in the Arena. Um, I'm disappointed no Ibushi, but maybe he'll pop up somewhere. Who knows? Should be fun friends here, and I can. I feel like the Elite could kind of get their win back of sorts because I feel like Blood and Guts is coming, and I don't know where else you could stick the Elite getting a win, right? And so I feel like Blood and Guts <laughs> has to be the rest. So I don't know. I feel like it's the Elite. Yeah, I took the Elite with Umino taking the fall. I even got specific. Both factions are su- booked super strong right now, but the addition of the extra people allows kind of either side to lose here without it being a major Takeshi blemish. I can't take the pin. I'm taking the Elite here so that uh, Blackpool can get the win back later, just feels like to me. Well, I I don't know if Blackpool will get the win back because they already got the Anarchy in the arena. So True. It, Elite would tie it up here. But yeah, um, yeah, I could see Umino taking the pin because Takeshita can't do it. No, exactly. Or Yuta. It that could be Yuta. could be Yuta. It could be Yuta. All right. Um, Sonata versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I think it's Sonata because despite me not knowing much or knowing very little about Sonata, uh, there's no universe where Jungle Boy is winning the IWGP title at this stage in his career. As well, I feel like he loses turns heel on hook. I feel like you feel similar. This feels like a lock to me too. It's going to be similar to my MJF reasoning. It's just swapping yeah. in a young talent who's never held a singles title for an aging veteran. Um, Sonata is not losing his title to a kid from another company at this point. I don't yeah. think. And I feel like the heel turn could come here. Yep. Uh, next, we have MJF Tanahashi for the AW World title. I'm going with MJF. And so the way I put it, I think it works pretty well. Uh, Tanahashi was never going to win the interim title last year against Mox, and he's never going to win the title here either. Uh, big match, but Tanahashi isn't sticking around, much less for a world title run. He's also old, MJF's hot and young, and he's got the world title run ahead of him still. Yeah, another lock here. MJF is not losing yet, certainly not to an aging veteran from another company. Yep. Yep. Um, next we have Danson Okada, perhaps the toughest one to pick. I Very, thought, I thought uh, so. Purely a dream match, so th- therefore the bill has been simple, which also means it's not clearly favoring one guy, like I said before. I could see Danson winning, but um, but I could also see Okada winning. I'm personally leaning a little towards Danson because I think it'd be cool bragging rights for Blackpool, and I'm not like it would kind of help their credibility right now. Yeah, and I'm not, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that because it could go with Okada as well. I feel like another match will have a big New Japan win. So I'm going to take Danielson because I'm feeling that a little more, and that's the AW win here. So that's funny. That's good. You'll take Danielson. Um, so I was Okada, and then that your last bit of logic is what was almost getting me to turn was the whole, like, you got to look at New Japan wins and AEW wins and at some I point. And I feel like the last one I agree. is going to be... So I'm still going to take Okada, but All I right. think your reasoning is very sound. Um Thank you. So mine, I said Danielson's not going to demand to win anything. That's not his style. That's true. I didn't he has think of no that. issue putting over anyone else. I don't think a lot hurts him here. Um, and I said, I'll take Okada, not super confident. With my pick for Omega Osprey, AEW may want an AEW guy to win one of the main matches. Right, so which is what you're saying. You almost got me there because Danielson is really selfless. Right. That's the, see, that's the funny part about this because right. it's like, I'm going to, I'll stick to my guns too. We'll, we'll have the, that's going to be the match that's... that decides it because I think we're going to pick everything okay. else the same, which okay. happens. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see about the last one, which is Kane Omega, Will Ospreay, IWGP, US title. I'm pumped. It has to be the main event. I put it last because I, I did if too. If it's not the main event, I'm going to actually be kind of angry. 
I think it um, is. So I think this one has to be Osprey. Um, I think he needs the win back after Omega toasted him in the first match. And I'm not a 50-50 booking guy. I'm not saying it has to be, but I think he needs the win back here. I do, and too. And the main story here is Osprey's revenge. Like, the promo packages have been all about, like, his revenge yep. and how he got embarrassed at Wrestle Kingdom. And, like, I love that. And so I also saw a bit that, um, when I was looking for the match card that I thought was interesting. I saw Omega said something to Osprey or like about Osprey. Like if he beats Osprey, he'd have little reason to go back to New Japan. So that's also limiting Osprey's future opportunities to win the title back. Right. Which I think is an interesting bit. So I think Osprey should win it back to also bring the title back to New Japan for a while because Omega is probably not going to venture over there much, like mm-hmm. he's saying. And then also Osprey getting the rubber or getting the win would set up the rubber match all in, which I think has to be the end game here. I think we can like have this glove for a bit for a bit like they did with wrestle kingdom because like they only heated this up for forbidden door and then all in when you're in like kind of osprey's neck of the woods kenny could you, win on his turf which would be big that's true but oh, oh wait on osprey's, osprey's turf? turf okay okay i thought you were yeah. no, no, here. No. I was like, yeah and then okay i think then at the last one it could go either way but i think this one is really feeling like an osprey win i'm excited for the match a lot and i'm excited for him to win too i think he has to get it here i unfortunately also am taking osprey um we're really hedging I, our bets on Okada and Danson. I then. don't think the U.S. Championship comes to AEW, but it's possible, right? It's not something. It's not out of the question. And again, like you said, it gets this series one-one with an Osprey win, which you can I, have. I feel, I feel like this has to be the. You can the, have one of the trilogy. highest stakes match for the future. You could even delay it longer and have Kenny pick up a belt somewhere and make it for two belts. I don't know, but. I feel like Osprey gets the win here, and this match should be amazing and better. Mm-hmm. Should be yeah, the main it event. Should be here. sweet, and it's kind of weird that's for mid card title, but like it, that's good for that belt, I guess. Yep, I love it. That's so su- uh, that's, I'm super pumped for that. That's like a day away. That's so we agree bananas. on everything. Except, everything. I think everything except that, right? Yep. It's just the Danielson Okada. Because I kept track of all our picks. Okay, that is me too. That is interesting. So we're really uh, edging our bets and I, all I, on the Danielson Okada. I think there might be a chance we do a bonus episode because we're kind of in the dog days where we don't have a ton to do at work and school and, and we'll have been really in person. Excited. So yeah, so we true. may talk about it. If not, we'll definitely I may, push I it. I feel like we'll, if we do a bonus, I'm, I want to at least watch a few things back. I yep. will, I know for certain I want to watch Omega Osprey again. Cause I'm just, I'm, I'm almost getting my hopes up, but like, I don't really care. <laughs> Because the first match was sweet. temper your expectations a little. Just... Well, I'm I'm pretty certain I'll watch Omega Osprey back and yeah probably dance in Okada. So I'll at least watch the two biggest matches back and then if anything else really strikes me in person, I, I'd watch it because obviously the TV view is better. Yeah, because that that's I think the whole purpose of going is like and then commentary you helps too sometimes right, if you like yeah. the commentary. I'd yeah. rather not hear it on NXT. Yeah, but... to like experience it live is like a different thing. So you got to go and then. Obviously, you want to get like the best view of it, so then you rewatch it on TV, right? right. The purpose to go is like to get that experience first, because that's only one time. That's right. So yeah, this should be sweet. I think the car got fleshed out a decent amount, and like as we a long night, pretty yeah, pretty fast. But some of the matches are like interesting choices, but like Cole Aller is a little random, but I think that could be still good. Yep, so it could. Um, yeah, um, I'm really excited for this. It looks sweet. Me oh, too. Omega and Osprey is gonna. Should be a good time. We'll come back with some stories of Forbidden Door. Uh, We'll definitely be back for 153 if we sneak in a bonus one in there. This is 153. Or sorry, 154. We're approaching uh, three years. We are. We may sneak a bonus one in, so if you're subscribed or following or whatever you can do on whatever platform, you'll get notified, obviously, that we uh, have put out something new, so keep an eye out for that. Otherwise, definitely back here next Saturday for 153. We hope to see you all back. Bring some friends along for an extra listen or two. Until next Saturday, folks, take care.